Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsa. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And we are here to talk our final wishes for the Skywalker saga as the rise of Skywalker is so, so close to entering our lives. Oh, I 
that's a great week to be a Star Wars fan, Joseph. We're here for episode 199 of the big yeah. show, the main show. Yeah, the will of the force just made it. So our 200th episode will be our review reaction to Rise of Skywalker. And this is, it's been a great journey to Rise of Skywalker. Diving in deep. You know? No, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say, if you don't believe in the force... I could have, you know, called you up and said, Joseph, I want to get together next week to do Force Center number one or the week after. And then you could have said, ah, I'm busy. And we wouldn't have had this 200th episode coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's just perfect. Just perfect. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. But we, yeah, we've been taking this this kind of road to the rise of Skywalker, yeah. the Force Center uh, path. And it's been a fun path. It's been a deep path. It's made me think. It's made me question what I want. And uh, wow, that's that's what we need going to the end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, yeah. It's just got me very excited, and I'm uh, continuing to be excited as we sit here. I don't know if you can tell. I'm sitting, seating, sitting in an excited way. I'm sitting so excited. I'm sitting. <laughs> uh, before we get uh, too deep into the show, I want to remind you today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll have our Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Uh, first of all, if, if you listen to the Mandalorian report yesterday, uh, we, we addressed it, but I think it's fun uh, fun to bring up. We are recording in a different spot this week. Some stuff happened, and we are literally in a, uh, what is this, amenities room? An amenity room. <laughs> Yes, you know, <laughs> you amenities know. like apartment buildings have. So we don't think it's episode going to end up sounding too much different than what you've been used to, but it could be some, at any point, someone could come in to play billiards. Yes, billiards, <laughs> electronic darts, or sit in the one couch, yeah. the one small couch with a table that is facing nothing. And I've also noticed no posters, no cat saying hang in there, nothing <laughs> on the walls, too nothing, much. Here. Oh, yeah, there's a strange painting in the corner. Okay, oh, God, I see. This is a this is some sort of hypnotization room, right? clearly, a, clearly. The, and most importantly, we mentioned the leopard print, right? The leopard print carpet. And yeah. You and I are sitting at a bar, which is reminiscent of early Force Center episodes at the bar table my roommate had in the old days, but also where Force Center belongs. Yeah, at the, bar. at the bar makes perfect sense. I remember sitting across that bar to do our review of The Force Awakens. Uh, Oh, yes. Four long years ago. Yes, what a journey. We always like to talk about our Star Wars and, li- and life adventures. There's a lot going on, not going on. But but Joseph, uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, you're sitted excitedly. I'm so ex- much. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, excited. Yeah, it's been a uh, weird time because obviously holidays are busy for everyone always. I've had mm-hmm. uh, some behind the scenes career stuff that's been like, okay, drop everything and deal yeah. with X right now. Right. Uh, all that stuff. And then just the huge volume of Star Warsing, as our friend uh, yeah. Mike Black puts it. Like, I've been Star Warsing a lot uh so uh i've been on a couple podcasts i think are both coming out today Mm. along with this uh nerdificent podcast uh (laughs) from my heart radio talking about yoda and then uh the hot takes with billy patterson who's been a guest on a bunch of uh, star wars ranked Mm -hmm. uh talked to him about the last jedi so that was just like even more star wars talking (laughs) than normal in the past week and then uh, my wife and i finished up the our skywalker saga rewatch Oh, man. Yeah. I, I am at the time of this recording uh, 10 minutes away from finishing Return of the Jedi, and that's the only one. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> that's watched. the only one you've rewatched. I had a weird, you know, not to take, we'll, I'll go back to your life eventually. I had a weird <laughs> writing project, not a, weird, a writing project, really all of a sudden was like, you need to do this this week and this only. Yeah. And I was like, well, but 
Grace was watching Star Wars films behind me on, on the other TV. <laughs> so I heard Last Jedi. But I think I'm going to make a point of, of no matter what I do tonight, I'm going to watch Last Jedi. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Yeah. It was really fun to watch them all, you know, over the span of basically about two weeks. And we watched uh, on Sunday Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, and Last Jedi all together. Great. And Return of the Jedi was fascinating to watch and think about watching Star Wars and Empire before Return of the Jedi exists. Yeah, yeah. And how much Return of the Jedi changes those movies mm-hmm. and recontextualizes them. So, like, mm-hmm. once you know, mm-hmm. imagine being in the theater and, and you have a relationship with Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and you don't know that Luke and Leia are sisters. Right. You don't know that Obi-Wan is ride or die, you have to kill your dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't know exactly who this emperor is or what he's going to be like. And mm-hmm. I feel like even more with Rise of Skywalker, it was really interesting to watch Force Awakens and Last Jedi for the last time as I know them. And then whatever <sighs> happens in Rise of Skywalker, it's not that those movies will still exist, but my understanding of them will always be slightly different after I see the end you, of this sequel trilogy. You just shook my soul. <laughs> You're right. You're 100% right. That's why we do the re- That's why I watched every season of Game of Thrones before the next season. I never really thought of it in those plain terms. You'll never see them again in this way. Holy crap, I'm going to have to watch both of them tonight. <laughs> right, it does sound a little like a possessive cling. Yeah, I'm going to fall to the dark side, you know. Let go of your previous Star Wars conceptions. But it was just really fun to... Oh, to wow. I, I think it was more a point of excitement of... God, it's so great to watch A New Hope and know everything that happened in the prequels and know what Obi-Wan is choosing to say and not choosing to say and getting to have the great fun of like, when R2 beeps, is he going, hey, uh, you're leaving some stuff out, buddy. Like all these things that get contextualized different as more Star Wars comes out in realizing how complex the sequel trilogy is and how much answers have been held back about the totality Mm -hmm. of Ray's background. Mm -hmm. What we don't know about Finn's background and Poe's background, what we don't know about Ben's fall, what we don't know about has Snoke been a puppet of Palpatine or Mm -hmm. was he just or Palpatine (laughs) doing doing his Snoke thing and then Palpatine reawakes was you know how much did we see it was all a plan and that's not even to say anything like the small emotional moments that would be different like you know I don't think it's going to happen, but what if what if Poe and Ray are married by the end right. of episode nine? And then you, yeah. you, you see those relationships differently. You know, there's just so hot much damn. that you, you get to see in a different light. You Hot damn, man. You, you, you put a lot of pressure on my evening now <laughs> in a good way. It's so true. Yeah. So true. Anything else you got to do or is this no, it? Uh, just watching Star Wars. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, uh, the, the podcast is about Force Center, not uh, <laughs> <laughs> the week in Joseph Scrimshaw's life. So I'm going to shut up and pitch it to your uh, adventure. Well, I did have some, uh, I'll say this, uh, uh, getting so excited for, for Star Wars. I, I have stopped buying the Black Series six inch figures, uh, just it's a space issue for money issue, all the real world things you don't want to bring into your yeah. toy collecting. <laughs> um, I've done a good job of, of not feeling tempted and, and I had to swing by a target, uh, in a, a different target, right? You just, uh, there's, there's one I used to go to a lot. It's one in Northridge. I was over in Northridge for something and I had to pick up some medicine, uh, for Grace. And, uh, I said, yeah, let me swing by the toys. <laughs> yeah, of course. Come on. And they had a wide selection of, of 
of Black Series figures. Ooh. First thing up, there's an older guy. Um, I forget, you know, I still think I'm 22. I, my beard t- says otherwise. <laughs> uh, and there's a guy probably around our age group. And I'm looking and he just looks at me and goes, not like it used to be, huh? And I went, yeah, thinking in my head, yeah, the wall of Kenner right. figures. And then after he walked away, I thought, I wonder if it meant the quality of the films and then I would disagree. But now he thinks I'm agreeing with him. So I got in a really meta argument with myself <laughs> over it. But there was the Padme, uh, Attack of the Clones figure. There was the Holdo. There's ah. the Janna. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to buy all three of these. And I started to do the reach. And I was like, I this I can't stay on target. Stay on target. They would literally go straight into a box. Stay out of target. Stay out of target. This one. Yeah. Stay out of target. So your hand oh. was, it was reaching out to accept Kylo reaching out to you. Yeah. I said no. So Let's pulled, resist. Pulled away, and then there was a. I won't, we won't reveal it, but there was a toy that I've, I heard tell that was in Target that is weirdly there, and mm. I saw it for myself with my own eyes. It's a big Funko Pop of a, of, of something that I was like, that exists. That is interesting. We'll see what that means if it means anything. Yeah, it could just be a weird toy thing. Yeah, or it could mean something. It's for, really weird. Um, yeah. Anyways, final thing, not, again, not about my life. I did finally get to see Knives Out. Mm, yes. Uh, me, Grace, uh, our pal Joe Starr and his wife, we, we just saw a double team. We went to see Knives Out. They hadn't seen it yet. And hot, hot damn is apparently my word of the, of the week, of the phrase <laughs> of the week. I just literally loved it and thought everyone had fun and reminded me of like some kind of early Wes Anderson stuff. Um, I just, just so happy for Ryan Johnson for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a great experience. It's, I, I've been waiting for you to see it because I think it is really cool to relate it back to so many of the news stories we've been talking about where Kathleen Kennedy keeps saying, it's important to me that whoever makes a Star Wars movie has a personal point yeah. of view because that's part of the magic when George first created them. Right. So we want to let artists do something personal to them. And it's so fun to look at a movie like Knives Out and go, okay, well, this is the creator still expressing himself. Yeah. So what similarities are there? What differences are there? And I think Ryan Johnson's love of the whodunit yeah. genre shines through of like, I want to play with the formula, but only to celebrate yes. the formula. And to me, that's the way I receive Last Jedi. Other mm-hmm. people don't, but I, I feel like everything that's like questioning, hey, is this is this Star Wars thing a good thing? It's, he's only subverting expectations to celebrate them, in my opinion. So yeah. to see that same kind of attitude applied to the Who Done It was mm-hmm. was really thrilling. To say nothing of just the films yeah. being enjoyable all by itself, and great performances, a lot, a lot of fun. So a lot of fun. That was uh, my uh, week in Star yeah. Wars. I did have one more Star Wars adventure Ooh. that I meant to share. So mm-hmm. I did. Uh, my wife and I do a holiday shopping tradition where mm-hmm. we get a uh, cash out, mm-hmm. a limited amount of cash, and then we split up at a mall, oh, and that's nice. uh, and we buy each other our Christmas presents, and we keep it to yeah. the minimum. And it's a lot of running around and sometimes uh, some kind of spy detective work espionage <laughs> to make sure we don't run into one another at Barnes and Noble. But uh, I went to a Lego store Ooh, and yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm probably not going to get any Legos because, again, yeah. time, space. Time, time space, money. Uh, but I, yeah. like, I always like looking at them. Yeah. And I looked at them all and the, this person came over to me and was like, it's just like walking down memory lane, isn't it? Because they're like, <laughs> there's Rise of Skywalker ones, but then yeah. there are ones from every other part of yeah, the, yeah. the saga. Yeah. And I was like, 
yeah, yeah, it's, it's really great. And I looked over and realized it's the Lego employee. It's the greeter who stands there. He just came over to kind of hopefully engage in yeah. the Star Wars conversation. Do you want to buy your memories? <laughs> but you like, yeah, it didn't even feel like an upsell. It honestly just felt like the guy going like, man, I've been on a journey with Star Wars. And, and we here have, it is in Lego form. And we have, and it is. <laughs> yeah. Mm, so that's it for me. Great stuff. Uh, as always, we don't uh, really talk about the Mandalorian here. We have the Mandalorian Report Episode 6, The Prisoner. We have uh, reviewed it, discussed it. It is up there for your listening pleasure if you haven't taken it to it. I am definitely now back behind on Resistance. I am back on Resistance. Oh, we keep alternating. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. This one was great. Okay. This one was thrilling. That's two behind. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In the one before, I think, was uh, I liked just fine. Okay. This one was very classic Star Wars. Uh, In in particular, I'll I'll say this so as to not spoil it for you. Uh, Kaz had some fresh approaches to comedy, which mm. were really effective, and Kaz got to actually be good at some things. That's great. So for me, it was like a better balance because I, I was, you know, a mm. little concerned the other day when Kaz spent an episode almost just getting everyone he loved killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens to the best of us. But uh, this was great. This one was yeah. great. I think that's great because Kaz is such a likable character. He is. Christopher Sean does an amazing job. Great job. Yeah, uh, bumbles sometimes, but that's a, we, there's room for bumbling in Star Wars. But we also like success. Yeah. So I will catch up probably not before I see the rest <laughs> of Skywalker. But that's fine. <laughs> Uh, we are going to dive into the news, uh, and yeah, you know, I'll say not a lot of news because, well, I, I, I did the dig and we are, we are on a force center kind of, uh, media blackout on some of this TV spots and, and reveals just, you've heard us talk about it before where we're still staying strong on that. And I was doing some digging for some stories. And saw a shot of something. I went, ooh, what is that? Oh, God, no. Uh, and clicked off the screen before I really processed it. Yeah. So there's I, a lot of landmines out there. Yeah. I, I told you uh, when we weren't recording at this point, I just kind of see tweets scroll by every once in a while. And I can't tell. Are they something from a new TV spot? Are they something from a Fortnite Star Wars event? <laughs> Are they just the, the yeah. random thoughts of a fevered Star Wars mind at this point? Uh, so I, I know I've heard some rumblings about some things. We're going to do some yeah. speculating. And I, we know we know that there might be a TV spot out there that already answered the question that we're right. speculating about. But we're enjoying being a little uh, less knowledgeable in yeah. these final days so we can enjoy the story up on the big screen. Absolutely. We'll be getting to our final wishes soon. But the news here, Chris Terrio, we love Chris Terrio interviews. I'm telling you, it's a Force Center favorite. And there was a recent one in the Rolling Stone and on the cover of the Rolling Stone. And shout out to a lot of uh, people on our Discord server, actually, the Force Center Discord server, which you can access through our Patreon page. They posted this here, and I wrote them all said i would like to read this but are there any context spoiler clues and they were pretty safe yep um and i, I do agree that there was some there's some juicy stuff that got me thinking but that's not context and not not spoilers so uh, a lot of stuff here joseph from terrio uh here's some highlights for me we can dive on in here uh he, he's very familiar with a lot of stories this is what we heard a lot of uh, i'll say lately because this wasn't sold early on no. And I, I said I eat, ate a little egg and, and, um, Suka. Suka. <laughs> of the, I, I didn't think he would have watched Rebels and all those things. Uh, that's my mistake and I apologize. I was wrong. I'm glad I'm wrong because he cites the Zon trilogy, the Aftermath trilogy, Clone Wars, Rebels, talks about there's some things in Clone Wars and Rebels that he thinks is just done so beautifully. Uh, this looks like a guy who really, uh, is, steeped in star 
Wars. Yeah, yeah. You know? Didn't even say which Zon trilogy. <laughs> that's that's true. Because <laughs> it could be talking about the it's recent true. canon one that's or true. the classic one. Who knows? But yes, he seems really, really steeped in Star Wars in a great way because mm-hmm. he always gives it the the context that you've highlighted here. Yeah. Yeah, the and, and, and it goes, he, he talks about, so uh, cites all those things, but, but, he talked about the importance of staying true to the Flash Gordon serial vibe of the movies set, uh, set by George Lucas. And I really wanted to highlight, highlight that, Joseph, because that's been one of your rallying cries for a long time. Yeah. That is what, beyond the modern myth and speaking to a 12-year-old, George also gave us the characters, trouble. Solution, trouble, solution, trouble at a high breakneck speed. That's Star Wars more than anything. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Terry will believe in that too. Yeah. Out of the frying pan into the fire. There's yeah. another new problem, another new problem, another new problem. And, you know, rewatching the original trilogy back to back with the sequel trilogy. Yeah. You know, you can see when that intensity of action based storytelling in things are revealed about the characters as they run around yeah. <laughs> almost literally mm-hmm. uh, versus when you choose to slow down. Empire chooses to slow down with Luke and right. Yoda to make the philosophy yeah. land, to make the character journey land. Last Jedi has a lot of moments that slow down to allow that to land. Yeah. Force Awakens has this fascinating gear shift that you and I have been talking about because that mm-hmm. whole first like 35 to 40 minutes is boom, 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 boom. Uh, and then you get to Maz's castle right. and you get, uh, three heroes yeah. <laughs> rejecting the hero's call for a moment and he mm. slows down a little bit. So to, to hear Terrio be so invested and it matches to me what we've seen in the trailers, like we want to get a little bit of that whiz bang. Whiz bang. We're on an adventure. Yeah together and we're going to see the characters based on how they respond to being in moments of action. That's really, really exciting to me. And combining that with the way that he was talking about, like I just, I've absorbed all these star Wars Mm -hmm. and yeah, there's not always going to be room to be like, I'm going to pull this one specific idea out. He he very graciously said too, like some of the ideas that would have been great Mm -hmm. for rise of Skywalker, someone has already executed incredibly well in a comic book or right. an episode of rebels. So we're not going to do that. But that idea of like just the essence of all these great star Wars ideas are just going to kind of seep into the process for him. Yeah. And be a part of this fast paced adventure serial. I love this. I love it. And he says, he talks uh, about making sure everything goes back to a lot of things, things to a lot of things in previous Star Wars, but talks about making sure episode nine gels with George's original attentions in episode four. I think this is a lot of what we were just talking about, but we owe you and I always talk here on the new canon, how you can take a string and tie new canon, the heart of a lot of those stories to the heart of what Lucas had going on in four. And I just really like that one. It warmed my heart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, also having just recently rewatched Force Awakens and Last Jedi, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of trauma in those films. Right. There's a lot of this, the young generation trying to find themselves and having, you know, rough lives, Ray and Finn in particular, and having the older generation face like, we don't want to be having this fight again, but we have to. And it makes sense that you could connect that back to A New Hope. Right. where Obi-Wan has that perspective. Mm. But our other three characters are sort of like, well, we're in it. We got to do yeah. this. So let's just go, 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 go. And, right. and have that, that feeling of both the weight of past and history, but also the fun and excitement right. of a youthful adventure. Yeah. And that makes sense to me if they're like, let's really unlock that balance, the weight of Obi-Wan saying that's a name I've not heard in a long time. 
versus, mm-hmm. you know, Han Young kid, we're going to have company. Yeah. Like combining those two spirits and, and what those evoke in an audience. Mm-hmm. And let's get that into episode nine, especially for a movie with, uh, you know, two generations at play here of star yeah. Wars. And that being the theme, like you said, that's going to be important. Uh, he does say he was part of the meetings with George Lucas, with JJ. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't get a sense that, Big giant things were discussed, but the big, the force stuff, the the stuff that George gravitates towards, the philosophical look into uh, the midi chlorians of it all was present <laughs> there. And this was interesting to me, Joseph, that he admitted going to a website, uh, didn't give the website that had the original or one of the early drafts of Lee Brackett's Empire Strikes Back, where she passed away before uh, that movie was finished and cast and picked up the uh, the ball there. And we've always, I've heard a little bit about that draft. It's a little, little wilder, a little, little, little out there and really sci-fi, which is what her, she was, a sci-fi writer. And Terrio has basically said, I studied this. Yeah. Too much almost, he says. Well, the the thing to me about Lee Brackett is, yes, she was a sci-fi writer, Mm -hmm. but she also wrote mystery and pulp. She was a genre writer. And the largest genre that that Star Wars obviously is has a relationship to science fiction because they're in space and it's got the word star (laughs) in the title. But it so pulls from all the different genres, which... Right. Uh, from Western to mystery to a little bit of strange Lovecraft mm-hmm. horror, even uh, yeah. from time to time. And uh, it's really cool to me that he was looking at those early drafts because Empire does just by the plot points have like the most weirdness when you start totally. breaking it down of like, okay, well, he gets attacked by an ice monster. Not too weird. He's hung up it's <laughs> like down by the ice. The yeah. only way to keep him alive is to cut open the snow lizards that they ride around on. Right. And all the way straight through to Space Slug to, well, what happens to Han Solo? It's turned into a large block of brown ice, of course, yeah, of like course. you do. Well, by little pig aliens. By little yeah, pig men. Yeah, There's, yeah. It's so constantly bonkers, and I yeah. think it's very interesting that Terrio mentions that mm. out of every other draft. Because I do also wonder with seeing weird floating ice base, yeah. uh, or box space horses running on Star right. Destroyers, the, there isn't a real mission in Nine to be like, let's get some sites we truly haven't seen before. I couldn't agree more. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I think <laughs> JJ keeps talking about that, you know, about how eight pushed him. You want to think about JJ comments about eight? How about the, the, he learned a lot about eight the, about his own you know desires to go beyond the Star Wars, the walls of Star Wars in a way like he had to with Force Awakens. So if Terrio's right there with him, going back to some you know some Mensch Yoda stuff, right? Yeah, back then. Yeah, let's get weird. Let's get weird. Uh, and this final thing, I'll admit, I'll admit, this is where I, I started to skip skip over a little bit because this is the juicy stuff that I was like, oh, 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 this is taking me down a path I, I can't turn <laughs> turn away from. I'll, I'll start to really over-speculate. And this is about the question of, of who is Ray. And I like this uh, idea, Joseph, that he views it as these three movies. The question of who is Ray, you got The Force Awakens is kind of the thesis, The Last Jedi is the antithesis, and uh, The Rise of Skywalker will be the synthesis. A lot of science words there. <laughs> um, I, I, I like that approach to the question yeah. of, of not just who is Ray in the story, but uh, are you going to answer the questions that JJ asked? <laughs> yes. Uh, and the answer is yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. this is the way. <laughs> yeah. Everything that Terrio has been saying, I, I really, really love it is, uh, it is, he is 
thoughtful and humble yes. and well-researched and saying we're searching for the best answers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, this one really spoke to me because mm. the more I've thought about it, when it, when JJ was first coming back, there's the, is he going to retcon the answer? Right. And to me, Kylo has a perception that mm-hmm. Ray agrees with. That is a yeah. part of the truth that some people that she believes to be her parents yeah. dropped her off, uh, sold her for drinking money and died. If you accept all of that is is absolutely true. Think of how much room there is to tell more story, to have more understanding from a different point of view of those events happened, Mm -hmm. but who were those people? Yeah. And why did they make that choice? And was there anybody else involved? All sorts of things. Uh, So to me, there's there's no retcon. There's room for more story. And to have it be approached from a sort of writerly perspective of the first movie is the question, Mm Mm-hmm. I thought I knew who I was and now I don't to, oh, here's an answer that kind of upsets me and I don't know what to do with yeah. to the third is I get to decide who I am. Yeah. Yeah. If that is the ultimate answer. I couldn't agree more. I, you know, if Kyla would pulled out a chart and said, here's your parents, here's your birth certificate. Yeah. Here's a picture. Yes. <laughs> here's here, here's a Wikipedia entry on who your parents are. Then I, I'd be more like, yeah, maybe they're changing it. But clearly, yeah. it's just the evolution no. of what we know. Now Obi Wan loves a team, and, yes. but uh, she yeah. had a sister, and that was, and then, and then of course they had a, like, yeah. I'll never live down. I had to do a video for the uh, the job I had at the time where they were like, well, let's do a theory video on who her parents are. And I was like, uh, okay. And it was fun. We had a lot of fun doing it, but I'll just never forget. Cause it's just like the leaps we, I was being asked to make <laughs> to connect it to some people. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, I, I was in camp yeah. Kenobi for a while, but I, I, yeah. I think, uh, I think everything does come to down to how does it benefit the yeah. story? Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, that interview is out there, rollingstone.com. You can uh, read a nice article on, uh, you know, your favorite rock and roll combo. And then also Chris Terry, a lot of Star Wars coverage, a lot of great Star Wars coverage coming out of Rolling Stone for The Rise of Skywalker. Second story of the day, going to the L.A. Times. And the headline reads, no more trilogies. Well, yeah, true from a certain point of view. Kathleen Kennedy, she's been doing a lot of great interviews, too. Yeah. I'm still, by the way, looking for the sequel to the io9 one that we covered last week from Jermaine Lucier. Didn't see it this week. I did. Where was it? Uh, I went some, to the website. Um, somewhere on io9. I went to I, the I, website. I, 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 my Twitter is choked with tweets bookmarked to read later right now. But I didn't Man. find it, and I remember the answer not uh, yeah. being, being kind of boilerplate. Okay. Because the, right. the question was, why did... Uh, the marketing choose to reveal Palpatine and Dark Ray. Okay, and, and she kind of answered like, "Well, as we head toward the end, fans can guess that certain things might happen. We figure, why not just tell some of them because they'll be really excited and have fun talking about them." So, pretty pretty straightforward, as Larry David would say. Okay. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to resist the urge to dive deeper into <laughs> what brought out that Larry David impression. Um, so the Kathleen Kennedy's over the LA Times and a lot of stuff. Uh, no, I would say no giant confirmations, but we got some good tidbits. 
we'll start with this one. This one I'd say is, is definitely new. Uh, she says, no more trilogies. Uh, she talked about moving beyond what she called the three-act structure of these movies. Chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, three-act structures within the movies, three-act structures within the tri- uh, within trilogy, the kind of definition of it. And uh, I'm paraphrasing a bit here, Justice, but to create more open-ended storytelling uh, doesn't necessarily mean they need to go th- more than three, but they could, and they could stop at one or two if that's what they felt they need. I'm kind of inferring a lot of that into that but this is intriguing yeah breaking the model that we are just so accustomed to as fans yeah i'm really excited by this because i think Mm. just by doing a trilogy it does start to invite comparisons yes doing all the the talking i did about last jedi last Mm. week and rewatching the sequels i love them but they are a re-examination yes Uh, they are absolutely both inside the story the characters are wrestling with what has come before and it's it's a meta conversation. It's impossible to just dis- to mm-hmm. interact with these movies without interacting with what has come before. Yeah. And Very like hard. somebody had been asking me all about like the, the um, Poe and Rose or uh, the Rose and Finn storyline. Mm-hmm. And I started just playing in my head of like, well, in, in these discussions of should the big three have been together more. Right. So I started going through the mental exercise of like, well, what if Rose wasn't the character who caused Finn to, Mm-hmm. see things differently what if poe and finn went on that weird adventure together sure and what if in fact they did go ahead and decide to just make them a couple yeah and it's like and then you'd have ray training with luke and then you'd have the other two big uh, two main characters mm-hmm. you know having a weird adventure where they fall in love and you have empire strikes back yeah like structurally yeah exactly you yeah. do and i know that i just said a lot of things that uh, sure. star wars fans might have very strong opinions about but just Either as a way. thought exercise yeah as long as you do these trilogies, you're always going to be dancing with, is that a plot point from Attack the Clones? Is that a mm-hmm. plot point from Empire Strikes Back? Because structurally, they're going to get so similar and yeah. you either do them or you avoid them and they're just kind of a shadow. Well, look at what we've been doing here in Force Center. You've been leading us to do these great discussions on let's look to the past to, to try to predict the future because that's just built into it like you just explained so to say that we can't do that because there's a five-part movie series coming out or a two it just on that level alone i'm like all right i i, I like that idea yeah or 27 movies yeah <laughs> and as is we have documented well and the world has documented well none of these trilogies were incredibly thoroughly planned mm-hmm. like obviously lucas knew big strokes uh right particularly of the prequels, but, you know, mm-hmm. played, played a lot of jazz in there, too. Yes, he did. But this really excites me from a, I think this is looking at Marvel and the DCEU. Yeah. And I think there is a real excitement to say, so, like, DCEU rushed to replicate Marvel. They did, yeah. Marvel made a bunch of movies very slowly, realized that their general plan, mm-hmm. their big epic plan was, let's make a few movies with heroes and then they'll team up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a real light plan. And then DCU tried to rush it and it didn't work. Mm. And then they backed off and was like, let's just make movies. Right. And what do you know? People loved Wonder Woman. People mm. loved Aquaman, which no one would have expected. Right. 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 So right. now, now that they've done it organically, now there is, they're like, yeah, I'd like to see a movie with Wonder Woman and Aquaman together. Right. Because you organically grew that. If Star Wars left itself open to that, mm. I'm not saying like planning to do like, let's just do the MCU model. Right. But I, I would be pretty happy if they're just like, got an idea for a movie. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. It tells a whole story, but there's room for another story. And then yeah. we'll feel if it should continue. Yeah. Might be a really healthy, new and interesting way for Star Wars to be on the big screen. 
Yeah, because so uh, yeah, I'm all on board for it, and whether it turns into 27 movies stretched over 10 years or not doesn't matter to me at this point. But what you, it's so funny what you're describing is also the same spirit I I have behind. Why would you plan the trilogy too too much to to the to the very beat uh, overall thought? But just like George coming along for better or worse, hey, what if they're a brother and sister? Yep. Hey, what if this uh no we're gonna have a happy ending now or prequels uh, you know i want seven battles on seven planets oops forgot to do that <laughs> yeah i want to explain the entire uh jedi ability to become one with the force Whoops. yes ah we'll, we'll create a show later on for that <laughs> so that same mindset goes into the storytelling going forward and this is it's encouraging to me as they plan and, and she talks about in this article about planning the next chapter and they're coming to some big decisions she has a lot of uh, seems seems like writers and directors on board or already or just pitching who knows she's wonderfully vague on some of that because she can't probably say too much but as we approach this new era and you and i are going to dive into this more after rise of skywalker but to, to know that they're like whatever it is it's going to have a different structure and we're going to allow ourselves to play with that uh, to me, shows are off to a great start. I think so. Yeah. I think so. She also uh, did say uh, Feige, Kevin Feige, and Ryan Johnson still, quote, developing Star Wars film ideas. It's interesting to me that Feige's – I'm probably putting some of my own uh, thoughts into this here, but recently when he's been mentioned in interviews, it is more like, yeah, 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 no, he, he had a, an idea for a movie and we're looking at it. Versus yeah. 2022 is Feige, which yeah. is a better clickbait title um, or just a title overall, SEO title at work there. Where And Ryan is still same thing, where those, those interviews we were talking about on the red carpet of, yeah, I don't know, I'm just waiting. Yeah, I got, I'm got. i developing some ideas just waiting. And, and see where they're deciding what they want to do. So you could look at it as that, well, hey, they're giving it out for not doing these if they don't want to, um, but also that they're alive. The ideas are still there. Yeah. And to me, I... It's interesting to think, are they just trying to, are they trying to pick a time? Are they trying to say it's 20,000 years after Mm. the rise of Skywalker? Right. Are they saying it's old Republic? Are they saying actually it's in the unknown regions or another galaxy? And Feige, you make your movie. Here here are the kind of basic rules of this part of the galaxy. And somebody else make a movie in another corner of that galaxy. And if they grow together, so, so be it. So be it. So be it. Yeah, that's um, yeah. To me, the time frame is actually the big question. But that's it, yeah. we're gonna have that yeah. discussion another time. <laughs> yes, there. we will. Uh, she says, "Well, the Skywalker saga is closing. She does not rule out other characters coming back. Didn't necessarily name them, but to me, you're kind of maybe thinking the Poes and the Finns of the world. I wouldn't put Ray into that, but we don't know. We don't know. Um, Kylo, I wouldn't put in that, but you know, just along the way, even maybe to me." Uh, you know, Infus Nest or Kira. I don't know exactly what she means, but I like this thought too. Not again, not capping what we're doing with this saga. Yeah, not saying we can't do that. We could. Yeah, I really like that because I think it is also looking at some of the creative storytelling flexibility that is coming about mm-hmm. in our modern age, where mm-hmm. you don't have to do a reboot of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Right. Picard has an adventure. Right. If some of his friends show up, or they don't. Or like with all of the Disney plus mm-hmm. Marvel shows of, do these people have a little bit more story? Great. And it's yeah. not like we're building to Avengers, you know, four, it's or five. So it would be, it's cool to imagine like, you know, what if uh, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, Ray is sort of like, 
well, put, put down my lightsaber for now. Hmm. And instead of having to wait 20 years to catch up, if somebody has an idea and Daisy really wants to do it for like, here's a small adventure mm-hmm. that Ray has. Yeah. And we'll just tell that story because we can, we don't yeah. have to have it be, yes. you know, another trilogy on the big screen. Yeah. That's fascinating to me to just say, let's be open. Uh, again, let's be open is a great way to approach creativity <laughs> when you're trying to figure this all out. Yeah. I don't have any set idea, but like, even like, Again, Ray, Ray's example, in which that might be the worst example we're using. because I think if, Daisy really wants a little break. Yeah, a little break, <laughs> but also just in story, if it's tied to the Skywalker saga, whatever. Yeah, true. Even if she's adopted. But, but as you say, you do a story 10 years from now, and there's some young Jedi who are part of a new class. And along the way, you know, old Professor uh, Ray shows up for something. You know, it's like, why would you want to cap it? Yeah. You know, and that, and I keep coming back to that. That is also just really amazing if like, it, it, you know, five years from now, it's just an adventure, the, a buddy movie with uh, Finn and Poe. Right. Right. That's not a part of anything big. It's it yeah. really is just an adventure they have. And even if they come back with episode 10, the Skywalker's return, I'll be like. That's that sounds like a great idea. Yep. I won't be like, but you said it ended. Um, <laughs> don't care. Uh, one of the final things I thought this was interesting. She revealed that uh, she asked Bob Iger to consider slowing down the pace of Star Wars movies this is during the filming of Rise of Skywalker. We've heard various versions of this before, but to have her so directly say like, no, I went to, went to Bob and kind of said, eh, can we take the foot off the gas for a little bit? And he's over there, you know, forcing Solo to come out in May and, uh-huh. and, and some things. Uh I just liked hearing that she's like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a decision. And Uncle yeah. Bob, Uncle Bob listened. Yeah. And I think, again, more faith I have. Yeah. In the yeah. Process. Yeah. And I think since Iger has basically said the mea culpa of like, I decided Solo mm-hmm. would come out and yeah. Kathleen Kenny going, no, I, I think people want these to be big event yeah. movies that are special and they need some time to breathe. It, yeah, I mean, we don't know the complete inner workings yet. We're waiting for Bob's next book. But um, <laughs> the idea that maybe, you know, did she finally get to come back to him and go, hey, we did it your way. And we're standing by this movie. We're standing by the performances, the director that came in to save. But clearly there was an issue enough for them to cancel Kenobi, the movie, blah, blah, blah. But her to be like, hey, Bob, next time can we try it my way? <laughs> yes. uh, might be a thing. There, so uh, and that is a look at the news. A uh, lot to talk about. I will look up that IO9 interview. Uh, uh but uh, we're, when you avoid a lot of uh, TV spots, there's less to talk about. <laughs> that is I, right. I will say this uh, on Star Wars Instagram in particular. Uh, I've been try. I haven't muted them or anything. Scrolling past, make sure the auto plays and going. Some of the fan inspired art they've put out there for the yes. movie has been really cool. That's a really great thing to shout out because right. I think that is they've said in all of these interviews lately mm-hmm. that. Hey, yeah, we, we let the creators make the movies, but we do listen to what fans want. It's yeah. one of the reasons we did Clone Wars for right. Disney Plus because we heard that there was a true demand for it. Right. And I think that's just such a great outreach to have official Star Wars go, yeah. hey, you know, that's a part of the magic of this is once it exists, yeah. we all share it and the community makes it grow more powerful. Yeah. And having, you know, fan posters, some of which are incredibly cool there there's one on ray kylo lights everyone our, our buddy brian ward i don't know i don't think star wars, uh, star wars instagram featured it but my buddy brian ward put one out there he's always got so that's stuff. really good yeah that recent yeah. one with ray and kylo's lightsabers yeah. that kind of like an angle of representation yeah. in a way to celebrate lightsabers 
visually in a way that I yeah. have not seen not as seen. much before. It's very cool. Really good. So that is the news. We are now, though, going to do a Four Center Recommends, an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Yes. This was my other Star Wars adventure this week. I read Force Collector Ooh. by Kevin Shinnick. It is one of the books on the journey to Rise of Skywalker. I don't think it's super essential to the journey, mm. but it was a really interesting take on how the Jedi are perceived mm. in the general sequel trilogy era has some really fun canon drops and some just different ways to look at uh, at the role of the force in a character's life nice. so i would highly uh check it out force collector by kevin shinnick check it out if you want an audiobook download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash force center again that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audio book we're gonna get to our main topic in a second but before we do we're gonna gather our thoughts and take a quick break here on force center 
Final wishes for the Skywalker saga, Rise of Skywalker. You know, it's a predictions, but that's a, it's a tough word. I don't like the sport of movie predictions. This is, as Joseph says, the f- our final wishes, and that's, I can wrap my brain around this. Yes, just the desires of our little beating Star Wars hearts. It's going to make them pump harder in that movie theater. Oh, man. Uh, but on our, our whole uh, journey that we've done, we've been looking at themes. We've looked at the journey of the hero's lightsaber. We've looked at the specific character arcs in the sequel trilogy. Just kind of tried to prepare ourselves uh, emotionally. You did a great episode of Spotlight Star Wars, uh, literally about emotional preparation. Yeah, I, I, I had a lot of writing to do, so I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Record a show with six <laughs> guests that I have to phone, make phone calls to uh, different parts of the country even uh, and get some new voices on Star on Force Center. It was great. Um, yeah, and just t- taking the, the tone and temperature. And yeah. it's interesting, David Moore, Wendy Lee, uh, uh, June Lee, also all kind of saying, I cautiously op- optimistic, nervous even. Uh, it's been a weird journey, but like so excited for this. Uh, then, then you had uh, Grace. I interviewed Grace, and she just she just wants she just really wants Kylo to kill everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, but her excitement is different as someone who has just been like, I love this stuff, but I I don't live it every day. I'm going it with a more of an open heart. Yeah. Uh, and then Andres Cabrera, who, who always brings such to, that to it. But Mark Riley and I probably because we're similar, so similar, just like. I'm ready to cry. I want to cry. Yeah, I make cry. me cry. So it was a great experience. Chief yeah. Palpatine, make me cry. Make me cry, Chief. So it was great. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a, yeah. the emotional it's an emotional journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we've done lots of coverage. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that we wanted to do is just kind of look at the plot. What is the plot of the Skywalker oh, saga? Yeah. We're going to do a whole episode on that, but there's so many things to talk about. What we cited instead, what would be fun, mm-hmm. is for both Ken and I to attempt to write an opening crawl for yeah. episode nine. It's not a prediction of what the crawl will be. It is yeah. an absurd crawl that tries to encapsulate all previous eight films. So you're all ready for the story <laughs> yeah. of Rise of Skywalker. Uh, th- this is this mm-hmm. is just uh, too too telling about personalities. But when I pitched this to you, I was like, mm-hmm. we can keep it real short, like you yeah. know, just a, a couple paragraphs. I failed uh, <laughs> entirely at that. So mine is a little <laughs> longer. Uh, and you said, Ken, yours is a little pithy. Mine's a little short. And I instead of I, I used key words to try to to pull back in the other movies versus actually mentioning them. So, yes. And then I got into this one for one comparison. I brought up all the crawls <laughs> and I literally was like trying to get the structure down. And I'll say this. It's hard. It's a very specific structure. It's hard. A very yeah. specific word choice as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So do you want to share your, your short one first? Sure. Uh, since it's short, yeah, here we go. Um, uh, I guess uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. The First Order reigns. Behind the unstable power of Supreme Leader uh, Kylo Ren, oppression and fear has returned to the galaxy. Yet a spark of rebellion still burns, and the fledgling resistance, under the leadership of a new generation of heroes, is gathering strength to fight back and restore hope to all. But there has been an awakening. A darkness has stirred, and now two opposing forces are racing towards a returning evil to make one final stand. Then then it fades up, and then a transport comes in. All right, you did an actual (laughs) great job of writing... You you oh. wrote what the crawl might be. Might be. Oh yeah. God. I was trying to use keywords from the past. Oh you you yeah. did you did great. Uh so I I tried to encapsulate all of the other movies, this which is, is why mine got long. I think you I think you probably you think there are gonna be some keywords that overlap with the actual crawl. 
Uh, maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but mine doesn't have uh, mentioned Jawas or Ewoks, and I hope yours does. <laughs> I didn't go that deep. I'll say I edited them out. Okay, uh, this is too long. This is, I know this is too long, no, no. but it's. But here we go. Mm-hmm. The galaxy was at peace. For a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of justice and balance in the Republic. But even under the strong leadership of the ancient master Yoda, in all caps, the Jedi worried corruption and darkness could destroy all they had built. New hope arrived when the Jedi discovered a young boy named Anakin Skywalker, the chosen one whispered of in prophecy. Believing he could return balance to the Force by destroying the dark side warriors known as the Sith, Anakin was trained by the noble Jedi Knight Obi-Wan Kenobi. Little did the Jedi realize, the Republic was controlled by the Sith Lord Darth Sidious. Masquerading as a politician named Sheev Palpatine, he orchestrated a massive political conflict and the Clone Wars erupted, plunging the galaxy into chaos. Defying the code of the Jedi Order, Anakin fell in love with the brave and wise Senator Padme Amidala. Sidious manipulated Anakin's fear of losing Padme and convinced him to betray the Jedi. Consumed by the dark side, Anakin became Darth Vader, the terrifying enforcer of Palpatine's new empire. With the Republic destroyed and the Jedi Order abolished, darkness fell. That's page one. (laughs) I was going to say, great job. (laughs) Great job. Here we go with page two. Yet there was still hope. Before her tragic death, Padme gave birth to twins Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa. Obi-Wan and Yoda watched over them until the time was right. Years later, a rebellion led by Leia Organa brought the young freedom fighter face-to-face with her long-lost brother, Luke. Together with unlikely heroes, the scoundrel Han Solo and his loyal Wookiee friend, Chewbacca, the Skywalker twins defied the tyranny of the Empire, launching the Galactic Civil War. Under the guidance of Obi-Wan and Yoda, Luke trained to become a Jedi like his father. Soon, fate demanded Luke face the truth that Anakin had become the Dark Lord Darth Vader. Preying on Luke's compassion for his friend, Sidious drew the young Jedi into a trap and sought to turn him to the dark side. In a desperate attempt to keep his sister Leia from the clutches of the Sith, Luke called upon the dark side to defeat his father in a fateful duel. Before Luke could strike the killing blow, he realized the folly of vengeance and threw down his weapon. The act of mercy awakened the hero, Anakin Skywalker. Selflessly, Anakin gave his life to save his son, destroying the Sith and fulfilling the prophecy. That's page two. <laughs> this is great. I want this as a junior novel reader. <laughs> and here is the final page. For many years, there was balance. Luke, now a Jedi Master, trained his nephew Ben Solo, son of Leia and galactic hero Han Solo, in the ways of the Force. But, haunted by fear of his family's complicated legacy and his own place within it, Ben fell to the dark side and became Kylo Ren. Soon, he led the re-emergent empire known as the First Order in a brutal attack on the New Republic. Opposed only by a small band of fighters known as the Resistance, once again led by Leia Organa, (laughs) the galaxy plunged back into war. Still, the light side of the Force persisted, awakening powerful abilities within a mysterious young scavenger named Rey. Drawn together by destiny, she clashed with Kylo Ren and witnessed him kill his father Han Solo. Armed with the Skywalker family lightsaber, she sought out Luke Skywalker for guidance. But to their mutual surprise, Rey and Kylo found themselves drawn together, both hoping to turn the other to their side of the Force. Despite her empathy for Ben Solo's fear and loneliness, Rey resisted. Inspired by the heroism of his young pupil, Luke Skywalker gave his life to save his sister and the Resistance from certain destruction. 
Now, young Ray and her friends, former stormtrooper Finn and daring pilot Poe Dameron, race to save the galaxy from the legacy of terror dominating Kylo Ren's soul and restore peace and justice to the galaxy. I, that's beautiful. <laughs> Also, that, that's a long... Uh, imagine just seeing that in the theater. <laughs> imagine seeing it crawl that long. Oh, it's still going. <laughs> it says page three. Uh, that would be great. I think yeah. we I, we almost did different homework assignments, and I think... I, I think uh, I yeah, I, I really like yours. I want someone to make that into a poster. Into a whole crawl. Yeah, because yeah. it would take seven minutes yep. at least, right? I think that was a, if that was a poster, that is... Uh, I was been doing some work at Screen Junkies, and they had they sat me down to watch their Cramit video. They did, and they could, <laughs> could just watch it for fact checking and everything. And it's forty five minutes of, of of the Skywalker saga. Oh yeah! So you took hours of film, forty five minutes of a YouTube video, and put it into an excellent crawl. So, <laughs> well, thank you, That's thank you. I love thinking through. What are the like key, key ideas yes. to mm. understand the big picture of the galaxy and centering the Skywalkers as the main characters? Right. And yeah, then so don't have any Skywalkers. There's always that fascinating thing, especially in the original trilogy, where the crawls are like led by Luke Skywalker, like, but none, but not not <laughs> yeah. really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah Prince, Princess Leia, Organa, and her people, right? They're, they're, yeah, they're, uh, uh, board her starship, custodian, and store and, and save her people. So you grow up thinking, oh, she's in charge of everything. Here. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. she's the, the bad, boss. Which is she's one thought. of the bosses. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, yeah. it, it works. It works. Yeah. Well, that was really, really fun, was fun to do. Thank fun. you uh, for letting me share. Yeah, very, very excited about it. that. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, then let's get into now that we know exactly what the setup for Episode Nine is. Let's talk about what we might want to happen actually in it. So just to start, mm-hmm. out of everything. What are you most excited for right now? God damn it. I'm just <laughs> excited. I'm just excited. I'm just excited. Uh, I, I just, uh, you know, the memory of driving to see Force Awakens, and I was in my car screaming in joy, driving to, my, uh, to meet some folks, just going, I'm seeing new Star Wars. <laughs> that feeling hasn't left me. That feeling is what's giddy. I'm giddy right now. I, 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 and so I'm excited for it to begin. I, yeah. I'm excited for the crawl. Uh, all jokes aside, if we're wrong or not, our predictions of the crawl. Uh, what if I was like, <laughs> Joseph, you're right. It's a seven-minute crawl. It's a seven-minute crawl. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for that. But to try to narrow it down, I am excited to see just the big answer around uh, Kylo Ren and, and, and Ray and Ray, but like the redemption, everything. And also I just like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to just see where he is as a character when the story okay. starts. Yeah. 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 Then that makes a lot of sense to relate to his journey as somebody who grew up, literally grew up with yeah. these legends and then was, is haunted by them. And how did that happen? And what will he choose? And mm-hmm. yeah. And how will it be different or the same to what happened to his grandfather? Right. Juicy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm in the same place. I'm just so excited to see new star Wars. It's really fun and exciting to feel yeah. like these characters that we met only four years ago that we just love and have spent years talking about Yeah, to see their final for now journey yeah. and learn all these truths. But if I had to boil it down, I think the things that I'm most excited for are Palpatine and hope. <laughs> that's, yeah. Because <laughs> there's, there's, that really connects me back to like, mm-hmm. I just exploded with joy when we saw the trailer and uh, no one's ever really gone in a Palpatine laugh and Ian McDermott mm-hmm. and, and roll it again. Um, love that character. Didn't think I'd ever see him back on screen. Right. It's a bold choice to go, no, he is the villain of the Skywalker saga. And to see, 
uh, I, I'm sure filmmaking that's going to be uh, complex and thoughtful and character based, and he's still going to just be a weird, dark wizard chewing mm-hmm. the scenery too. Yeah, like th- at least I hope uh, that's going to be great. And then I think because they are ending the saga, mm-hmm. I think there's certainly a possibility we'll talk about it of ending it with a little bit more realism than just happily ever after. Yeah, but I just don't think there's any way that it is not going to be about these characters. Mm-hmm finding themselves in some way yeah, and having victories and just getting back to that just fist pumping fun of watching your heroes win mm-hmm. and just be, um, how be rewarded for having the hope that they've yeah. had in these yes, rough yes. chapters, mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. terms of a lot going through a lot yeah. and having that feeling of like, we did it, we made it. We believed in the sun. The sun was still there while it was night out. And, and now we get that reward. A little bit of we won. Yeah. 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 And just fist bumping, mm-hmm. joy and fun. I think mm-hmm. those are the two big things. The the dark side <laughs> and the light, basically. Hope. <laughs> All things hope. And Palpatine. And Palpatine. Hope. That's what I'm excited for. Uh, I didn't expect us to have already talked about this uh, because it came up so much in Terio's interview, but I wanted to ask you in particular, mm-hmm. what do you want the the overall tone to be? What do you want the balance between thrilling adventure and philosophical character deep dive morality tale in a weird way i want it to be a complete mashup of all the best parts of last jedi and all the best parts of force awakens i think they each of those movies do one better than the other as much as i love both of them yeah let's really talk about it here i think the last jedi takes it as deep i keep calling it the deepest star wars movie Uh, the other day someone and it's not that i wasn't aware of it but someone the other day tweeted out Ah oh, man, look what Ryan Johnson did. It has Yoda going failure. The greatest teacher failure is. I'm paraphrasing obviously because I don't speak Yoda. Um, and then it has a shot from Revenge of the Sith of him going fail. I have, and, and I'm like, see, like it's. And I hadn't focused on it ever. Yeah, you know, aware of it, but like hadn't really thought of it in that succinct meme like way. And I was like, yeah, this movie just continues to reward me two years after. And it does that so well, but Force Awakens is a get up and go. And it's, yeah, slows for mods and all that kind of stuff, like you said in the yeah. news, but like gets up and go. Um, so just give me that. It's going to pause, it's going to slow down, but I want to feel once it starts, I want to grip my seat and not and not let go until the movie ends. Yeah. Um, and as far as tone, a specific tone, we've some of the clips I have seen, uh, I've stopped of about three weeks now. Uh, the tone seems similar to Force Awakens and Last Jedi, and I need it to be. It includes the humor. Whether or not you like the humor or not, I don't want it to be so radically different. And I don't think it will because no. most of the same people making it and in it, they're going to make the same acting choices and tone. But for the tone, a little humor, some fun stuff. Yeah. And the yeah. deep stuff. I'm totally on board with you. You know, Rewatching Last Jedi last night, I have been so obsessive about Luke Skywalker yeah. in what he's going through to relate Yoda's message about failure to what all of the characters are going through. Mm-hmm, like, it's mm-hmm. okay that Poe made a mistake. Right. It's okay that Finn didn't want to join the resistance. He wanted to save Rey because that's how we all grow and learn and just mm-hmm. how great that message is. But the whiz-bang of the yeah. first 40 minutes of Force Awakens. So the idea of really yeah. getting those combined, kind of thinking and hoping for mm-hmm. a, a breakneck adventure high, high stakes. Uh-oh, mm-hmm. we thought we were in trouble. Damn, now we're in even more trouble. Yeah. And perhaps, strangely, slowing down a little bit for the third act for mm. Ray and Kylo yeah. really coming to grips with 
how this this family is going to end, how this how these big picture ideas about the balance of the force mm-hmm. and can is the light side stronger than the dark? How do you get balance? Be really cool if a foot was on the gas for the first two acts and then it 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 slowed down to yeah. land everything. I'm going to say this a lot during this episode. I, I can't believe we're seeing new stories. <laughs> I know, right? So it's so, so fun. Ray's going to fight Palpatine. Yep. Not maybe yep. not physically, at least emotionally. Yep. At least emotionally, yep. Ray is going to mm. fight Palpatine. That by itself is so cool. Uh, let's talk about Ray. Our final mm. desires and or predictions, if we want. But desires are great. So. What do you want to learn about Ray's background and how will you feel if there's a big twist? I want her to learn something specific and maybe we as an audience learn something specific and I want her to to still have it not have her realize it doesn't affect her as much as she once thought in, in, yeah. in seven. Maz's speech of, you know, that's all behind you, What's it's, it's in front of you. Yeah, you the know? belonging you see. Is ahead of you. And she says in that moment, oh, you Luke Skywalker, you know, uh, and so I'm not saying it's Luke, but just that that maybe she will get Kylo holding up that chart. It's Bob <laughs> and Jane um, and her going, great, but that's not me anymore. And her growing from that knowledge and us as an audience going, yeah, we know, but it also, it doesn't, need, we don't need to know, but we know that she she's still strong in spite of it or whatever. Um, as far as a twist, what a twist, um, I am bracing for that impact. Yeah. <laughs> only because I so love the idea of Ray from nowhere. But it's still, again, st- she is, even if she is clone daughter of Palpatine and Ayla Secura, it doesn't matter because she still came from nowhere. And that's what I mean of, of the knowledge and effect. But I am I am bracing for impact for a twist. I don't say that completely negative. Just like I'm expecting something to come. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see interesting to see if it's presented as a twist or just more information. Because somebody yeah. could have certainly gone to Anakin and said, yeah. "You're Anakin from nowhere. You're yeah. the child of a slave on a backwater planet." Yes. And that would all be true. Yes. And yet there's uh other stuff. Thank you. Um so I I am bracing for impact is such a great way to say it. Mm. I am kind of at this point open to the possibility of, yep, she is a clone of Anakin that mm-hmm. she put into place a long time ago right. or though she was made by the will of the midi-chlorians or mm-hmm. by Palpatine himself or something some big like people had it up on their betting boards back in the day yep. twist yep. Um, I'm open to those things because I really trust that the direction of the film will be it doesn't matter mm-hmm. ultimately what matters is she gets to decide who she is yeah. And the fact that it's already in the trailers of everybody keeps telling me who, who I am. And if you really do want to tell the story of, hey, some people are born with power. Some people come from a family line. Some people are, you know, technically someone from nowhere, a yeah. nobody, as it were. Doesn't matter. We all make mm-hmm. our choice based on whatever destiny has been put in front of us. Yeah. So it would be a powerful way to tell that story if she's like, ha, 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 <laughs> you are my clone and I expect you to react this way. Yes. And her powerful moment is, I'm I'm Ray from the resistance. Yeah. I trust Finn and Poe and I believe yeah. in the possibility of Ben Solo returning and 
I, this is who I am. This is who I choose to be. I don't care where I came from. You, you don't get to dominate me based on where I came, where from. I came from. You're laying down some powerful stuff. And, and the best of both worlds that we fans who, you know, lived and died by this. We love Ray from nowhere, but just like it is about what you do with a lot of things that come at you and yeah. what you do. Uh, um, it's some, uh, I, I think what you're describing is, uh, God, it's, it's not that I want it to happen, but just like, just what you said, almost as if she has that speech. You don't. I. I am not what you define me as. Yeah. I am what I define me as, and and then it's all the answers. Yeah. She's nowhere and a Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's really fun to think how did this team, if if they're going with that sort of idea, which mm-hmm. maybe they're not, mm-hmm. what actions do they come up to yeah. express that? Yeah. Right. And yeah. Uh, right. You know, the, in, in what situation? And, mm-hmm. and that's so exciting. Um, yeah. Were you going to say something? Well, I just, to put my final point on it, it goes back to, I I sometimes feel like, I I say it more than you, but just like, I don't want to sound grumpy when I'm like, I I get all your theories, I get tweeted theories, and I just think a lot of them are these weird plot rich, what if, what if, what if things, and it's not that I don't look at them and go, damn, what a great idea. Yeah. Because I've had a few of them. I've had some drunk comedy store patio conversations (laughs) of like, that is great. But we always come back with, what does it mean? And what would the what are the writers trying to tell you? And what can you learn from it? What the characters learn? What are the emotions behind it? And what you've just described to me is like, what if she's Palpatine? Great. And then from that, we learn that you don't have to be defined by it. Like, oh, there you go. That's what I want in a theory. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you're t- You're getting me excited, Joseph. Uh, excellent. You're getting me excited oh, too. This is man. oh man. <laughs> Sitting here and just excited. leopard print getting excited. Just excited. No, we're not wearing the leopard print. Anyway. <laughs> Who or what do you want the titular Skywalker to be? I, you know, we've been thinking about this right since celebration, since uh, running out of that convention uh, yeah. panel, and my answer changes a lot. Yeah, it's it's everybody. <laughs> it's the new name for the Jedi. It's Leia. It's Kylo. It's Ray. It's Luke. It's all of them, right? Uh, so I'm so open to what it could be. Uh, I'm not going down a path, but I think if you have to, if you have to force me, I still. I think it's the the family name, yeah, the the legacy of the, the legacy family. Legacy of the name that Palpatine is here to destroy it in part. Maybe there's other things he's trying to do, but that it's gone. Luke's dead. Leia's she's ineffectual, right? Not she, she's not, but like that's other people in the galaxy might right. think she's not in her play. Res, her resistance has failed. Uh, Luke's gone. Uh, Kylo's uh, Solo Skywalker. He's not around. And, and then to have it like no, the legacy, the legend of Luke Skywalker that we saw cemented with his death. Uh, is still there. That's powerful. If it was sort of like, it, it's there because it's a rallying cry yeah. of, you know, in the name of Skywalker, name we of Skywalker. resist, you know? That that would be super powerful. Yeah. I, I feel like the sequel trilogy has certainly from the younger generation's perspective been about how do we figure out who we are when we're mm-hmm. shadowed by, you know, giants or mysteries or questions. Yeah. But how do we define ourselves based on what has come before? But I think in a longer, in a, in a larger sense, it, it really is about legacy. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you know, Palpatine's gotta hate the Skywalkers, right? And so if the title really is sort of Skywalker as antithesis to Palpatine, Mm. uh, you know, this Mm. is the family you've tried to manipulate and the the family is resurgent. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy if it is open for some level of interpretation after the fact. Yes. Very happy for that. Um, Yes. I also think that I would be still perfectly happy with the thing that we talked about on our first episode after last Jedi. Mm-hmm. If 
Leia or someone offers the name Skywalker to Ray from nowhere. Sure. That's it's an amazing way to cement the found family story mm. of Star Wars. Like so yeah. many of our beloved characters are orphans, you know, sometimes multiple times over. Yeah. Uh, so the idea of it goes along with the idea of choosing mm. your destiny. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and I do think I, I, I think Ray and Kylo are dual protagonists, but I do think the fate of Ben Solo is hanging over this a lot. And I do right. think I'd be happy if the Skywalker name is really applied to him and his choices as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I think we're we're both pretty open. I had I had written down the note, the family Sheev couldn't beat. <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> if that's really all it is, you know, if as he truly truly dies, he shakes his little fist and Skywalker's. <laughs> I would be happy <laughs> happy with that. Uh, any other thoughts on Skywalker? Or shall we move on no, to no. one of the Skywalkers? That's good enough. We've talked about Kylo Ren so much, uh, mm-hmm. I decided to approach it from a different way. Uh, we're going to do a slight variation of F. Mary Kill. <laughs> this is RDK. Uh, what do you want uh, for Kylo? <laughs> Redemption, die, or kiss Ray? It's an or? <laughs> you can change it if you I want. Because I think all three of those <laughs> are possible. <laughs> I think all three are possible. And the exact same moment, maybe. Well, it, you know, the interview, and uh, Grace has never been on Force Center before. We, anyway, we, we, we talked. Uh, and, we should change that. Yeah, well, yeah, well, and she was, well, she was on the, the, the Spotlight episode, and, and just, she just was like, no redemption. He better not redeem. In fact, she better go bad. They better <laughs> better just get down to it. And then they go hold each other's hands and they go off and rule the galaxy. I'm like, I, honey, I don't think Star Wars is going to end that way. But yeah, uh, I mean, we all have the, our wishes. The goth what if Star Wars <laughs> for sure. But that's what she uh, wants to, out of her Star Wars. I, oh, man. I, I mean, of all these, that what I think is going to happen is is die. Yeah. So I'll say that. You, 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 I think it's going to be redemption via death. Not slightly different than Vader, but yeah. not unlike it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely thinking redeem, but I think of all the things, I'll say die. I think this is one of those choices that is, it's so perfect for his character because in the real world, the decision of what story to tell is overshadowed by yeah. the story of his grandfather. Yeah. Right? Because if this was a story onto itself, one could go like, oh, well, yeah, it makes sense that he would... Hmm. Turn in the last moment and do something right. wonderful uh, to to realize he was wrong and save the person he loves. Yeah, but then you start playing that game of like, is it is that just a repeat of Anakin? Yep. Like, is that good yeah. or does it matter? Is there going to be a twist to be a twist, or is there a twist that makes more sense for his character? Right. Um, let's isolate just uh, K. Do you want him to kiss Ray and Ray to kiss him back? No. Yeah. Yes. No. I don't need it. I don't want. If Ray wants to. Um, yeah. No. You're still on the fence about the explicit romance yeah, of it all. I am. I am. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I can live without it. Okay. But if it if it happens, it'll be one of the best kisses in Star Wars. Oh, one would hope. I mean, that would be a, a super big subversion mm-hmm. if after all these years they kiss and they're both like, nah, nah, didn't feel it. It was better when we just touched fingers. <laughs> yeah. Story of life. Uh, the, the whole, if they go there for the full romance, to me, is just entirely like hard to predict yeah. or outside of it. If that's the way the story that these creators have, have decided to tell, then I trust that the movie will build to it and it'll be awesome. Yeah, um, right. Uh, for me... I, I really do want 
the redemption of of Ben Solo, and not even the redemption as we've talked about it before, about but the choice to do something better. Yes, in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I want him to. I would love somehow elegantly for his the grace of his father's death to affect him, mm. because he wants to believe that Han yeah. Solo and Luke were terrible parents, terrible right. parent figures that they failed him. Mm. And, but how how can he deny he asked his father for his help yeah. killing himself kills his father after his father reached out and then his father still reaches out and just strokes his chin like I love you or his, love his you. cheek you know and mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. with Luke saying you know if you strike me down in anger I'll be with you forever just like your father yeah and more I think about it I feel like his arc in Last Jedi is a little bit like he wants to kill the past and he can't, can't. it's there it's a part of him it's a part of his legacy. So right. I would love if if something in his story tied back to yeah. that. Yeah. And the idea that the idea that Han's death still, you know, has meaning then but still carries over and has meaning in the final chapter. Like I think that's Yeah, that's talk important. about recontextualizing, you know, like you watch that moment and you yeah. now forever and go, That's really sad, but it helped Kylo. Uh this is utterly just wild conjecture yeah. that uh, that I thought of. It would be a cool twist if Kylo does the, okay, I hear the call of light, mm-hmm. I was wrong, and tries to sacrifice himself, mm. and Ray won't let him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. like, Ray stops him from doing whatever it is where he is going to make the noble sacrifice. Yeah. Because going back to conversations we've had, I think a great twist would be he comes back to light, and then he has to make amends. Yeah. For what he did. He, yes. He, he goes, to, as my, my wife's favorite theory is he... Uh, Goes to live alone on Octo with the Porks for a while yeah. and thinks about what he's done. Uh, There's something to that. Yeah. 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 So I'm very interested in that. Uh, all right. Moving along. What do you want the story of Palpatine's survival or return to be? Man, God, I've thought too much about this. Uh, I, so I just watched uh, before I came over to the studio today, which has uh, a vacuum in it now, too. <laughs> We've had quite a day, kids. Recording. Really have. It's been an adventure just to get to podcast uh, recording uh, studio. Um Watch Return of the Jedi, the end of it this morning, and him going down the shaft and exploding and all that stuff. And I'm like, I, I am, I'll never, I'll never be hand, hand on the uh, fist on the desk going, I'll never want this. Like, I don't want to know that he survived that in a classic, literal sense. Yeah. I, I hung on to a pole and I jumped into <laughs> an escape pod and got, I don't want Oh, that. yes, yes. The, uh... Uh, Voldemort returns slowly over the course of decades through the evilness, you know, the first, yeah. not a force ghost, but the force, the Sith hauntings, all those things we yeah. have talked about and, and slowly growing in power and that it makes sense. Um, I imagine it's going to be a little outside the box. And I uh, don't you know, just remember, I, you know, I, Darth Maul returning. When I first heard that, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And that's ended up being one of my favorite stories. So, right. you know, I'm open to it, but yeah. I don't know for sure. Yeah, and this is the, I, I think a lot of the commercials that have been coming out and weird Fortnite clips might have be given people uh-huh. uh, stronger guesses and opinions on exactly the mechanics of his return yeah. or like, but yeah, I, I still love the idea of spooky, culty stuff. He, his presence has been there, so he maybe he can manipulate things, but this mm-hmm. is his true return to physical form. And, you know, this mm-hmm. it, do, it does appear like this is some big backup yeah, plan and has been waiting for this right cosmic moment as right. these the, these two great powerhouses of the dark and the light come together and all that. Yeah, all I really care about is uh, 
I yeah, like, hey, I'm embracing for it. Might be a clone. Yeah, he might be. Could he's, be. Yep. Uh, it might be that he just possesses somebody else. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But I just hope that it's weird culty stuff. I'm hanging on to my yeah. desire for Allegiant General Pride to be creepy Imperial dignitary. Yeah. When I watch Return of the Jedi uh, with my wife, I pause and was like. Can we talk about Imperial Dignitaries? <laughs> this is what I want Richard E. Grant to be. So we'll see about that. Uh, I, I'm, I think one of the biggest things I'm curious about mm. is, because it will, it will reshape the sequel trilogy, is the story that Palpatine's blue spirit exploded. It's been haunting mm. Vader's mm. helmet. He's been whispering to Kylo. He's got weird Sith acolytes. Right waiting to combine his helmet with the dagger in the ice cave of forlorn, right. whatever, all that. So he's been there yeah. longing, whispering, but he hasn't been pulling the strings. And Snoke is another dark side user who came right. along and uh, took over the first order, did all the things that we saw in the movie, obsessed right. on killing Luke Skywalker. That's one story. It's another story. If it's the kind of almost Scooby-Doo reveal, ha ha, I've been yeah. behind it. All mm. I manipulated Snoke. Snoke was a useful tool. tool. I needed Kylo Ren to be like this. Mm. Do you have a preference if it's just sort of like Snoke was another threat and then here's the big bad coming back? Or do you want Snoke to be a part of Palpatine's master plan? I don't if I think I, I think I want a little bit of Snoke was doing his thing and Palpatine's like, yeah, yeah, I was watching that. Yeah. Waiting. He, he was Amateur in. hour. Amateur hour. I'm back. <laughs> uh, he took my ring too. Uh, he took, you know, um, I, for some reason I don't want that more. I don't have a straight answer as to why. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, that it undercuts the character of Snoke if he was working with Palpatine all along. I don't, I don't have that thought in my brain, but yeah. the idea of them working in some way, I am just con- Continuously interested in the the books and and some of the comics, putting out the idea of Palpatine was obsessed with a dark force he was feeling in the unknown regions. Yeah, and I feel we got somewhat of an answer. Trying into some of the Thrawn stuff, Grisks, and then the the the, the, the kids being referred to as Skywalkers. There's definitely some stuff going on out there, but I still think that answer that or that question came off as pretty direct of, of like, wait, was snow, was snow calling to Palpatine was snow. Does that why he was familiar with Palpatine a little or if, yeah. yeah. With so if it comes out of that again, going back to where I was wrong, I, I would say JJ didn't read those books. That's probably true. But Terio <laughs> might've read those books now. Yeah. You, you know, and they, yeah, they don't want, I, I think Terry is saying it great of like, we don't want to be beholden to yeah. in the middle of our movie be like, Check out page right. 226 of Thrawn, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, but yeah. I think can spin it so it, it works well with it. It works, yeah. Um, I think there's also, for me, uh, and then we'll move on from old Palpatine because I could talk about him forever. There's that question of, is his goal just got the galaxy back, right? kill my enemies, or is he got some larger, like, I can control the entire universe, all of time and space? Is there something... Is there some, mm. I've unlocked the dark side in a way mm-hmm. that cracks open everything that you thought you knew. Does that tie back to, you know, uh, there's been theory about mm. him saying the, you know, power to cheat death mm-hmm. is an ability. You know, is that just a manipulation of Anakin or is that a part of his return that he has unlocked greater dark side horrors than we've ever imagined before. I think that's somewhat of, uh, intriguing to me. That's somewhat what gets me excited for the idea of him back. That scene, 
the importance of that scene or what could be the importance of that scene, but also a little bit into your next topic is what it, is what it ties into with me. Nice. So I'll just say the idea of Palpatine unlocking another spiritual level, dimension, where yeah. action takes place there as well, his Ooh. obsession with world between worlds, all that kind of stuff. I don't necessarily think that's going to show up. Um but yes, him coming back with a with a, some tricks up his sleeve. Yeah. Okay. Let, well, let's go into the realm of the spirits. Mm-hmm. So Luke's Force Ghost. We're assuming that it's going to be a Force yeah. Ghost. What with Mark Hamill uh, tweeting, uh, yeah, Luke, that's right. Luke the Spook, and then getting in trouble for it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, do you want just traditional? Force spirit. Do you want to see Luke's uh, force spirit in in the footsteps in the log seating of Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda, um, or do you want like a twist on the force spirit? I want both. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on. I want my cake and I want a cheeseburger too. Um, <laughs> I do a want nice balanced meal. Yeah, I do want to see traditional log sitting force go. Th- Luke, only because it would be fun. Only because it would be like, hey, look, that the, the thing we grew up with, now he's doing it. Yep, from birth to death to being a force spirit. We uh, saw it all. It would create a new action figure that we need to collect. Yes. It would be great. Um, but then I want it to go. I, I know we're not going to get a ton of Luke. I know we're not. Uh, at least we assume we're not. I, I don't think so. But I was, so I was saying this. I, was, I, was, I had this, you know, so... so this becomes well uh, uh, the the celebration teaser where we first hear you know a thousand generations. What if that's at the end? Mm. What what if that's Luke has just he's been a Force Ghost. He's come back, said, "Hey Ray, try try hot chocolate. It's really great." <laughs> uh, then he fades away, and then somehow because of what Palpatine unlocks, and this is what I'm talking about. Palpatine. Mm. I always was joking like, what if there was a while Ray was fighting Kylo, what if Luke, Force Ghost Luke, was fighting Sith hunting Palpatine on the spiritual realm? Yeah. Like, a, a, we're in the spirit world, a-hole, like we're in Young Guns. Just like something else. And so he has to get involved in a bigger way than we ever could have thought imagined. That's still small. That meant Mark Hamill didn't have a lot of shooting days. And and it leads to that. And at the end of this, part of the end of this journey is, is him telling Ray... Going forward, this is you now. This is yours. You yeah. Know, it makes sense for it to be at the beginning. It, it might most likely will be. But that this ends and he's like, I, I did come back for this. But it's all it's all you from here on out, kid. You've you've done it. Oh, there's this so many fascinating things in what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I, th- that's fascinating just in terms of Palpatine's plan. If mm. uh, Obviously, we've seen the dark side consume the light in terms of the actions on the physical realm right right of like there's war and violence and suffering everywhere and the dark side's stronger for it Mm -hmm. but the idea of him like trying to reach into like the cosmic force yeah and pervert it and snuff out the the light so like the light side of the force just doesn't exist is fascinating that his plan might be not just, I have a thousand ships and I'm going to blow you up and rule the galaxy again it might just be that but that's really interesting to say like Maybe that is the reason that we would see four spirits because they are at risk in their own realm. For you to say cosmic force, to bring in the living force and the cosmic force was something we didn't grow up with as as kids. Mm -hmm. It wasn't in our brain. It was the force was a force. Yeah. Of course, a horse. But it is it is a thing now. And it's something that was close to Lucas's heart. And if he's sitting down with Terry and Abrams and they're talking about what is the force? What is balance? All those things. Some of those aren't filing into this uh, this answer bucket here. But uh, to have it related, I don't know if we're going to get a cosmic force battle. Yeah. But 
A kid can dream. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? There might be a cosmic force battle. I think there is that ongoing balance that you're talking about with you want Luke and maybe even other force spirits we're going to talk about to do something heroic, but this is Ray and Ben Solo's journey. Yes. Right? So they they got to be the ones in right. my mind. Because if Anakin's spirit just comes back and wins, then... What's the point? We, then why did we tell the story? And I just don't think it is to the nature of Star Wars. Talk about looking back yep. to episode four, the first one, mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan Kenobi saying, you know, your destiny lies along a different path than mine. Yeah. You you take it. Um, I don't think we're going to see that. I think what I want out of Luke is I, I do want some of the classic just like, yeah. you're, I'm, I'm popping up now because you're really in a dark place and you need you some need help because that's yeah. how the four spirits work. So yeah. far, they have popped up when they're truly needed. Yeah. So if he pops up to Ray or Ben, I hope Ray, when he's really needed, I would love it if they, if he had his third lesson. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it, there's been a lot of discussion about that. That deleted scene with the caretaker party is mm. not the third lesson. Ryan Johnson right. said that at least that was not his intent. Right. So that would be great. He was like, hey, here's my third lesson going to be. Mm. It's, you know, at the time, I, it was going to be why you the Jedi weren't needed. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've had some time to reconsider. Yeah. And here's, here's, wow. here's what you need. Here's the wisdom you need to move forward. I think there's every possibility. It's just that. It's just not maybe the third lesson. I would love that. Yeah. But it's just here's the wisdom you need to move forward. Mm. But I would also love it if he had some weird force spirit abilities. Yeah. Since we, they opened the door to that with Yoda and the, with yeah, the lightning exactly. and the cane whacking. He doesn't necessarily need to be the one who saves the day, but it'd be really cool to see him yeah. do something more. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing with the Force Spirit party potential, mm. we got your Anakin Skywalker, the Chosen One. We got your Obi-Wan, your Qui-Gon, your Yoda. Who do you want and how? I, uh, <laughs> or none. Not none. No, I want all of them. I don't think we're getting any of them. Uh, Yoda coming back could very well be possible. I don't know. I think he served. I think what a beautiful final moment for Yoda. Yeah. If that's all we get, that's all I would want. Um, Anakin, I just don't know why. I just don't think. And I have no, there's no insider scoops. No one whispered to me anything at a party. <laughs> nothing. I just don't believe Hayden Christensen will be back in this film as Anakin Skywalker. His name will be mentioned. His name, absolutely, I think will be mentioned. I don't think it. Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, again, I'd love it. I'd love it. I just don't see how it factors in quite yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think Anakin's... Here's here's how it factors into me. Mm-hmm. The sequel trilogy has been very concerned from, at least from Kylo and Snoke's perspective, with the shadow of Vader. Right. Well, and even everything relating to Kylo, right? Mm-hmm. Down to Han's line of there's too much Vader in him. Um, I At some point, I want the story to push back and Anakin himself to be able to push back and go... Yeah. You're obsessed with the wrong person. Yeah. I I destroyed Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And I'm Anakin Skywalker. And if you want to look up to your, yeah. your grandfather, how about me? Um, I mean, it has to be done gently so it isn't like just Anakin Skywalker suddenly appearing and going, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you've been misbehaving, grandson. But something to sort of re recenter the story. Get it from a real from a certain yeah. point of view of Kylo has been obsessed with this. That. Part of his grandfather's legacy and the other part of the legacy matters too. Yeah. Um, whether that's a old hollow recording, whether that's a literal force spirit. Uh, for me, there's just that that desire to have that part of 
the legacy story told mm-hmm. that Anakin is his grandfather as much as Darth Vader is his grandfather. Yeah. Um, but then I think I'd be on that bandwagon if it if Kylo was the big bad of this movie. Right. Palpatine explicitly coming back. Palpatine who who, you know, in theory, possibly helped create Anakin. Right. Certainly grabbed him as a youth and manipulated him and set all of this in motion mm-hmm. by manipulating this person. The belief that he is the chosen one. I know I know some people as soon as they heard Skywalker think Anakin's gonna come back and kick Palpatine's ass. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily no. going to happen. But it 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 raises the specter of him, mm. no pun intended, no pun intended yeah. uh, larger. Yeah. Because it is, these are the, the forces of light and dark that started this journey. Uh, you mentioned, uh, like, recordings. It's okay. It'd be, uh, I've always think, I've, I've always been more excited to the possibility of seeing Hayden as primetime Anakin before he became Vader and and not that he's going through security recordings and all that kind of thing but just like holocron or something like that yeah yeah I don't I don't maybe if he had right before he turned recorded a a message to his unborn child oh yeah you know something weird like that it might be a little over the top or too direct but that's been more interesting to me than the idea of force ghost Anakin yeah but your overall point, I've always been, I like that idea of like, is Kylo ever going to learn? <laughs> yes. Did Luke not tell him? I think he did. Did he not listen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, got a, we got an audience question about exact, yeah, that exact yeah, thing. We so we, we, we will uh, yeah. we'll save that. I would be really fine with voices. I think part of this is, for me, Yoda just appeared. Anakin's got its whole, whole thing we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Qui-Gon voice, Liam Neeson, fine. Obi-Wan is a challenge. Yeah. Because... You don't want to have him suddenly just appear as Force Spirit Ewan McGregor yep. for no reason. And I think people want to, I don't think Alec Guinness is going to be doing any no. digital work, no. you know. Uh, the, the state of Sir Alec Guinness. No. So I do think there is the the possibility of just Ray having a Return of the Jedi moment and seeing them standing there, static, yeah. you know, yeah. not a long conversation, but... Believe me, if that happens, I'm not going to stamp out of the theater. (laughs) (laughs) There's a massive four-spirit party. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's move on to another uh, big hope. Mm. What are your your desires uh, for Mm. our our, our Skywalker matriarch at this point, Mm. uh, Leia Organa, general, princess, senator? I'll just say... uh, Similar to some conversations we've been having about the Mandalorian program, not to give too much away for those who haven't watched it yet, but I want the scenes to work, technically. And and, right. and that seems like a simple ask, but Tarkin, I'm sorry, Tarkin for me works. Tarkin for me in Rogue One absolutely works. It was a little, the first viewing was, okay, okay, I can't believe we're doing that. I watch it now. I know it's not Peter Cushing, but I'm, I, the suspension of disbelief is real. The scene at the end with Leia, Rogue One, not my favorite. Um some of the de-aging stuff in other movies works really well, so sometimes it doesn't. I want to know that uh, they had the confidence that this technology and, and their ability to pull it off worked. Because if, it, if, if I'm taken out of it, I'll, I'll be in it again. But I don't want to feel that for even a second. And that's right. what maybe one of the only stuffy demands I might have going in. <laughs> right. Because I know the circumstance. I know the reality of, it, of, of what's going on. But uh, once I'm in there, I just want to be like, this is the story. This is Leia, not, oh, that didn't work. That didn't look good. Right, because what it appears to be from trailers that we've seen is that it is Carrie Fisher's performance. Yes. But 
possibly in a different location yes. with different outfit and mm. different hair. So there, there's the possibility of detecting lots of digital manipulation. Yep, and, and that might, yeah, and I think it's going to be fine. Uh, let me just say that. I think it's going to be fine. The one or two shots I have allowed myself to see, I am like, wow. Gorgeous, so yeah. they, I don't think they would have done it, correction, I don't think they would have continued to do it if they looked at it and went, uh, it's not working. Right. So I go in a lot of faith. Uh, as far as emotional, to your actual question, um, I just want to get, I want this, I, I want some peace to that character. Right. I want her to... She's been fighting all this time. I know she's not probably not going to be in this fight necessarily just because of the reality of the real-life situation behind it, but that Leia gets to feel some of the peace, whether that's passing on to the Force or just looking out and going, y'all did it. Yeah. I want her, the loss, the death, everything that's been in her life, I want it to all feel worth it for the character of Leia. You want to see some peace that she has passed oh, the oh. torch in that, that she has been right to hope. She's been fighting her whole life. Yeah. And yes, we know the lesson is it goes on because she probably felt peace and purpose <laughs> at the end of Jedi, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I totally get that. But that's not the reality of, of the story, uh, treating the story as if it's real. Um, so I want her to feel some peace and purpose of her own. Yeah. Yeah. Given that this is called The Rise of Skywalker and people are walking into this going, what does it mean? Yeah. I hope that in some way she is highlighted as a Skywalker. As yeah. She is a totally. huge part of this narrative yeah. in in the history of this family. Um, how would you feel about passing into the Force? How, how would you feel if, instead of the whole Force Spirit party, you know, at the end, Ray looks off and, and sees Luke and Leia shimmering in the Force, yeah. you know, they'll be with her always. I like that idea. I really do. How they could pull it off based on the scenes they had, I don't know, but but it's been set up a new canon that she ain't feeling so good after the spacewalk. Yeah. And even though she saved herself, there's some after effects. Um, I talk, the Poe comic really sets you up for, hey, one day I might be gone. So I could I could live with it. Um, the character goes on. I'm great with that. But it would be beautiful if that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, if you could see Lando do any one thing, what would it be? High five to nine numb. I hope that <laughs> mini reunion happens. The chewy one I'm looking forward to, but come on. Nine, nine, nine numb. Yeah. A, a Death Star. Uh, I want to see him just really proving himself uh, valuable to the story, to the resistance of a good scene in the Falcon. Yeah. I know I'm not expecting him to be running, jumping, and and, and, and skipping along, but to have one big impactful moment. Yeah. And there's a reason Lando's there. You know? Yeah, a reason Lando's there. Do you want him to greet L3? Do you want him to acknowledge that history with the Falcon? I actually... Do I do? Okay. I think I'd love it. <laughs> you had me on the I, edge of my seat. Well, again, I don't want to. I must. You know, I know that's not how you're asking the question, but but um, I'll have I I when when he walks into the cockpit and he's in wearing basically the same outfit. Yeah, I I, I will be holding my breath to see if they're going to do it. Yeah, to see if he. It, yeah, it, it will also. It's one of those where they'll probably really be risking upsetting a certain section of fans. You know what I mean? Right. Good and bad. I'm not saying I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but just there'll be a lot of people who be like, "Oh, I didn't like that." And so many people have many, many different opinions, different, different uh, opinions about, it, yeah. about L3 and that. Yeah. But yeah, I w- I would love to see that. Uh, I would love to see him have like a, 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 like a, an important idea or an important piece of information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I I still have this incredibly wild theory just based on on the mm. revenge uh, of the Sith and Return of the Jedi that maybe the opening act is them rescuing Lando because <laughs> Lando yeah. has some information. Yeah. Uh, 
But more than anything, I just want him to express joy yeah. and fun and adventure. Yes, I want yes. him to be like like that laugh does in the trailer. <laughs> like, you know, if the movie is getting tense and mm-hmm. all of our heroes are, are in a dangerous, dire position, that's a good way to keep it. Yeah. Keep that sense of adventure of, mm-hmm. you know, Lando Calrissian being like, here we go again, here you know, <laughs> that would be so great. Mm-hmm. I would love that. What are your hopes for Poe and Finn's arcs and how they might end? I, I want uh, that buddy picture. Uh, yeah. And who <laughs> knows, maybe it's more. Um, but I want them to be at the forefront of the rebellion. I know John Boyega is really interested in having cool things to do in the movies. Um, and he had to deal with a lot of failure in his last uh, movie, as did Poe. Oscar Isaac doesn't seem to be complaining about it. I'm sorry, going down a dark path. Um, <laughs> I want them, I do want them to get all the action, all the, be the heroes. I, I want, I, I do. I would love John Boyega to feel fulfilled by this this particular movie. Sounds like he might be, but yeah. just like, yeah, we, they learned. They 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 made their choices. They stuck around. Poe was already got some pretty good hero moments. Force Awakens, but just you know, now he took a big hit. He learned. Yep, give them give them the victory. Yeah, Ray's got something bigger to do in my mind. Give them the victory. Uh, I know a little bit about you know a little bit. You've talked before about Finn and some origins. Love that idea. Yeah. Dealing with the past. Love that idea. But I do want some pew 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 action for these two. <laughs> yeah, I think that they are gonna lead. I think they are gonna kick ass. It looks like that already. I think mm-hmm. that they are gonna have a, a great and joyful connection with one another. Mm-hmm. I think, given that we know Zori Bliss is somehow attached to Poe's past, uh, and that Finn's past is going to be addressed, I've wondered if. Jana, Jana, or any other characters we meet are going to be where Finn came from. Oh yeah, and I, I love that idea that they would need to deal with their past, so they are dealing with what Ray and Kylo have also dealt with. Right, but where they, exactly that comes out, how how learning about their own past or facing their own path, mm-hmm. maybe it is that as simple as they don't have huge arcs. Right, but maybe they just appreciate. Maybe seeing where they've come from is a way for them to appreciate. This is why we fight. Yeah. You know, so yes. that people can, all these people that we've known from our fat past can have a, a better future. I love that. You know, that, that'll be interesting. There are so many characters in this movie. Uh, so as I was making this list of like, oh, we should ask about this. We should ask about that. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk about this. So uh, I'm, I'm going to list some of the other characters. I want to know who you're excited about uh, and if you feel any of them should die. <laughs> uh, we got Hux, Maz, Rose, Janna, R2, BB-8. Dio, Red Eyes, 3PO, Zori Bliss, and I'm sure I forgot someone. Uh, uh, Pride. uh, uh, Oh, yeah. Allegiant uh, General Pride. Dominic Moynihan's character. Yeah, Dominic Moynihan. I think think he gave his name, but we call him Resistance Soldier number 12. What if the whole thing is about everybody dies and then he he (laughs) comes in and kicks Palpatine's ass? (laughs) Uh, I clearly forgot Matt Smith. Not Um, Sheev's boat and everybody dies. Uh, so, well, I mean, look, I'm excited for every one of these characters. I'll tell you, I am excited for Hux. I'm excited for Hux because he seems to be a forgotten. And let's get deep. Hux has a troubled childhood. Yep. Bad dad. And that's dealt with a lot in the, uh, Phasma novel. Phasma novel, gets, gets yeah. into it a lot. Uh, not so much, I wouldn't say so much aftermath, but it's, you know, the, the beginnings of it. Um, t- if Terrio study it at all and, 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 I get some of the complaints on Hux. Uh, hey, he's just kind of been there. Some people say, I, I think it's deeper than that. I think there's a bigger purpose in that. But I understand. It wouldn't. He's not Tarkin of this series, you know, in, in a way. In a way, He's he's um, not even Piet at times. He's young, angry, entitled Tarkin. Yes. 
so I think there's been great purpose for him, but to have a little bit more, have a big moment, and and follow me here. If any of his past comes into play, there's a little bit of sympathy to be had for the character, and maybe he makes a decision and turns. I still wouldn't mind seeing him join the resistance in some way. That would be insane. I would yeah. love that. Yeah, but it, it, there is potential in his mm-hmm. story mirroring lots of other stories of like, yeah. you don't have to be defined by what your your father decided yeah. and what your father made you. That would be yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Personally, I think he's going to be stabbed by General Allegiant Pride I in the first 15 minutes. I think you're right. <laughs> I think poor <laughs> Hux is going to, to yeah. die. Because mm-hmm. uh, he, he has not been on any of the press tours. And I think part of that is the size yeah, of the cast, and he's a you know successful, busy actor yeah. as well. Yeah, that's a, yeah. So who, who knows, you know, if there's a specific reason right. for that? But he and Driver don't do a lot of the appearances. Um, yeah, but even on the interviews, the press junket interviews, you haven't seen yeah. Hux. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, because I'm still on this. Like, eh, maybe I think when they told us the Sith troopers are part of the First Order was just mm-hmm. a necessary publicity lie. Yeah, and I feel like the Sith troopers are mm. are Palpatine's troopers. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I think maybe they're kind of you know. Right. Hidden, hidden within the ranks, whatever. Mm. But uh, I think uh, I think Hux might be the the Dooku of this third chapter, yeah. and go down real early. Um, for every one of these characters, Red Eyes, three PO, mm. all uh, Maz. My God, we haven't even speculated about right. Maz. Uh, Rose, whether or not she'll have a f- full journey. It certainly seems like Jana is going to be a big part of the action of the yeah. fighting because we've seen her a lot. Um, Zori Bliss, we don't even know if she gets off of the one right. planet that we know she's on. All these things. When I look at all of these, the only thing that I can really think is sometimes less is more and that's okay. Yes. The main thing I look at when I look at this huge list is I am okay if Zori Bliss is amazing Mm -hmm. and she's in two scenes. Yeah. I'm okay if Rose has a couple of great scenes Mm. and does some great kick-ass technical accomplishment because that's who she is. She's a tech wizard. Um She's the one who came up with the cloaking devices that, you know, allowed the resistance to uh, survive almost. Um, So I feel like this is going to be a story where there isn't room for everyone. So these characters are hopefully all going to get like a shining moment. Yeah. But not necessarily a full arc. And I feel like we have I think modern fandom sometimes gets too concerned with screen time equating value. And you look at 100%. even like Lando and Empire Strikes Back. I'm like, mm-hmm. doesn't actually have that much screen time. Nope. But he made that big of an impression. And I just want to be open to that. I totally agree. Uh, you know, uh, the, we hear a lot of the runtime in the original trilogy totals for the main characters, Darth Vader, everything. It's about impact over just, uh, you know, quantity. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree then. As far as anyone should die, Hux is a good bet. Um I, I I know they're leading us down the path of 3PO. Yeah. I, I do kind of have trouble seeing that, seeing that to the end. Yeah. Um, BB-8, no, that's like killing the dog. R2. <laughs> oh, this bunch. Yeah, I, I, uh, Hux is, the, is, uh, is my leader in the clubhouse to die. Yep. <laughs> and Pride, yep. too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, quick offshoot question, because this yeah. has uh, been a discussion since Return of the Jedi. Do you feel the need to have some of the heroes die in order to quote unquote earn the victory. I I do in a, I do in an overall sense, but 
I understand where George was coming from in in, in Jedi land. I understand it. And yeah. then, like, what do you do? Do you kill Lando? The poor guy shows up and he's dead. Like, is there then, yeah. then the argument is just to what to your point, almost the, the reverse of that. It's like, I didn't spend enough time with him. Now he's dead. That's some of the complaint with Rogue One, right? Like, I, I do think I would have wanted one more chemistry bonding mission between them to really fill all their deaths. I do fill all their deaths. Yeah. But like K2 is the one I feel the most next to Jin and Cassian because I felt I knew him the most. And you spent the most time with him, yeah. So I don't necessarily think you have to. Uh, I don't think any of the big three are going and this this time around. And and it might be Kyle. And by the way, I think for the you know, Luke, you, Luke died. Han yeah. died. There's a cost there's, there. There's been a lot of death. Yeah. Snap Wexley might go. Snap might go. How would you feel if poor Snap died? I would feel I, I feel sad because I spent a lot of time with that character. Yeah. <laughs> really read a little, and he's been part of the fight for a long him. time. He yeah. really has. Well, I will want to see the funeral with Mr. Bones if that happens. Yes. Uh, we're heading towards the end of this conversation because we could talk forever mm. about Final Wishes, but eventually we have to go see the movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, very soon. So some uh, fun, smaller things. Mm-hmm. Do you want in I've Got a Bad Feeling About This in From Whom? I do. I do. Um, from Whom? I want it from... I want it from uh, Ray. Mm, yeah. I don't know when or where I want it from. Yeah. I've got the bad feeling about this. Yeah. I definitely want it. I liked the, uh, I liked BB-8 doing it. That was great. Mm -hmm. But I think there, this was this growing period of Star Wars where it, it was, you know, subversions of it were put in both Rogue One and Solo. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is the last Skywalker saga. We can probably let go of some of these little traditions like that after the end of the Skywalker saga. So I, I would be happy with a big, clear, I've got a bad feeling. And this is not going to happen, but uh, it'd be great from Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I'd love it. Uh, should a hand be severed? We have not had a clean, right. no bullshit, mm. lightsaber hand severing in the yep. sequel trilogy. Yep, we got some some cut arounds, you know, a little Snoke, not only body, but hand, but I yep. know what you mean. Like, we see it, get it. Yes, I want it, um, and um, I think I want it to be um, maybe Kylo, but mm. definitely Hawks. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Hawks is going to go, like you say, <laughs> that'd be awful. <laughs> if they kill him and then just cut his hand off for no reason, just no, Kylo, Kylo would be great. That's, yeah. I want that level of like, talk about some poetry. Y- this is what the uh, Skywalker men go through. Yes. <laughs> you gotta lose yeah. a hand. Uh, do you want, any information about how the blade was repaired, the hero's lightsaber? I actually I actually do, and I like the idea. I, I think you'd float around with the idea of it. Leia has something to do with it. There was just that one shot in, yeah. I think, one of the last commercials that both you and I uh, let ourselves watch of Leia turning and mm-hmm. has the lightsaber in her hand and the really clear new binding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if she was like, uh, I, I did it in some way. I gathered. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't it, go to Ilum, but... Yeah. Couldn't go to Ilum. It just kind of makes sense to me with, I think, some of the footage that they might have from the end of The Force Awakens Mm -hmm. of her basically saying, this is yours now. You should take it. And look, it could be Maz, Maz, a subcontractor deal here. Maz (laughs) fixed it, got it back. I want there to be some kind of mythical thing to it. I don't want to be like, ah, Maz knew a guy, but practically that might be somewhere it goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or even it kind of hint at Leia being more in touch with the Force than yes. she has been. Yeah. Like, I, mm-hmm. I fixed this for you. It's time for you to pick this back up. Yeah. Because yeah. in all the storytelling up to this, 
Ray yeah. is not using the lightsaber again. Right. So uh, that could be really interesting. Uh, ancient Jedi texts. Do you want them acknowledged? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. That'd be great. Uh, I think good payoff for that too. Yeah. Uh, so we got the know, quick shot in Last Jedi that Ray took. Them. It could just be quick. Could just yeah. be that follow up to that. But yeah, you know. If, if, if Luke shows up and she's like, you know, I, I read some of those texts, you know, <laughs> very dry. Yeah, very dry. <laughs> the fate of the Porgs. Look, man, I, I, <laughs> Turbis is there and we, he's on that poster. The, they, they survive. Can we trust the poster? No. Um, it's a, yeah, but I, I do want some Porg action here. I do too. Especially I if s- they go back to the <sighs> island at all. Yeah, I want some Porgs. They go back to the island, or if not, like mm. the, the fine they had to clear out the. Fa- I'd be fine if the Falcon was infested still. Oh yeah, that you know? just never cleaned it up, and Lando's kind of like, what do, what do we have here? Yeah, I mean they're in the Space Spark Birds. of the Resistance book. Yeah, uh, so I just really hope that there's some solid Porg action. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, Lando, Lando interacting with the Porg. Yeah. That's golden. Uh, last small fun thing. What's the deal with Claude? What's the deal? I don't <laughs> know. So other than Star Wars Celebration uh-huh. and that one shot. And then Beautiful shot. Poster, right? One of the he posters. Is on, yeah, he was on that poster that leaked that ended yeah. up being largely true. And now it's a tote bag and a couple other things. <laughs> other than that, missing in action. Yeah, Where, where's our Claude content? Is, did he did he get cut? Where he has to call his family and be like, "Guess what, guys? They cut me from the movie." <laughs> I was in celebration. Yeah, with Snap Wexley pointing at me like, "Look at this jackass." They relate him because Snap. Yeah, Snap is there, but also the, didn't they say like it's someone Chewie knew? Right, A little throwaway line. Oh, I forgot about that. So I think it's one scene, and I think it might be this. It might be. It is the, uh, you're looking at the, the game plan for today's contest, and you're like, that's a weakness, potentially. <laughs> but I think it'd be one of those weaknesses that I'm going to love. Okay, okay. It might be like, what? You want him last picked for a space dodgeball. Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. When JJ says, I decided to go all out, he created a walking yam celery creature that's yeah. a slug with a hairdo. Named no Claude. Arms, Claude. Claude. And Claude. Claude. Um, yeah, that's a that's a risk. It'll yeah, be see. but I'm excited. I'm dying to know. He's definitely like yeah. when you're talking about like, well, how varied is the tone going to be? And we've got yes. Palpatine possibly unlocking the secrets of death and ripping into the very soul yeah. of Kylo Ren and Rey. And then we have Claude. <laughs> if he's just a big weird alien. Yeah. Uh, in in my main desire for him, this sounds gross, but I want him to squelch. I want him to make noise when he moves. I yes. want him to make big, gross, squelchy, juicy noises Perfect. when he moves. Because I think, I think that's what that shot is: is Snap going like, "We can't take him on the espionage mission. He squelches." It sounds like to me that J.J. Abrams secretly listens to Databank Brawl and said, "How <laughs> can I give Ken and Joseph a character that will sound disgusting during the fight?" Easily, easily. All right, uh, we're going to bring it home to with some questions about the end. Mm. End of the the sequel trilogy, the end of the Skywalker saga for now. What do you want out of the end, big picture wise, for statements on the political state of the galaxy and or the Force? So kind of these really big picture things that Mm. sometimes the Skywalker saga films have dealt with very directly and other times they've sort of been, you can infer them, but we're staying focused on the characters. I wondered, I think the political state of the galaxy, kind of that, it's going to be a little bit of familiar territory. If we've won, we must rebuild. I still we keep talking about 
I keep saying like the gray Havens ending, but just the idea of the story has ended, the victory has had, but we go on and we get a sense of what you're going to do a little bit, uh, uh, what you have to do and not just celebrating when he walks this time around, but I hope he walks through there celebrating. Oh yeah. Um, big picture of the end for the force, the idea of the balance of the force keeps coming up. That's uh, every Star Wars fan sometimes gets confused over what they think the balance of the force is. Yeah. If this movie could address that in some way at the end. And that mm. truly is that answer. Because this does start with... Laura Santeca is right away talking about the balance of the Force and Force Awakens. If we can end there in some kind of way. Yeah. We need the Jedi to, for, in order for there to be balance. And that's some part of this answer at the end. I'd like that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. I, I continue to like the general idea that could be expressed by the Force. Or, or probably more explicitly by the politics of like... Um, to paraphrase the actual quote about our, our American government, like you have peace now if you can keep it. Yeah. And just some sort of ending that isn't like, oh, life is all a battle, but like right. you won this battle and now you have to be really, really mindful mm-hmm. to keep it because problems don't go away. You yeah. know, the pull of the dark side is always there. Mm-hmm. The ability to become lazy or corrupt is always there. So be really mindful. Yeah. And you can keep this peace for thousands of years to have some sense of that since this sequel trilogy has been dealing with the threat returned and people didn't really want to acknowledge it until it was way too late. Right. And having, you know, Poe and Finn and Rose and Jana, if they represent a little bit more of the grounded in the political and the, the kind of the people of the galaxy, having them express like, we're we're gonna keep our hand on the on the wheel on the wheel and yeah. make sure this doesn't happen again kind <laughs> on of thing. Peace button. On, keep our hand on the peace button. Um, and with the balance of the force, uh, you know, I really like the i the idea that is presented in the Last Jedi that there, the galaxy has natural balance. I think mm-hmm. that goes with what Lucas has said in lots of interviews. Right. And I like that i idea of possibly having Ray not go. And I will train a lot of Jedi's, but right. just saying like. The the Jedi are needed to stand against the dark side when it rises. Mm-hmm. So the Jedi will return when they're needed. When they're needed, I, yeah. I I, like I don't know if that will be the case. Mm-hmm. You know, when the great thing about this is it's not just a matter of like looking at all the the facets and going, this is what should happen. There's still like the personal from Abrams and Terry right. and everybody involved who want to want to take it in their direction. So you can never know exactly what it'll be. Uh, a big deal was made of the final set and or the final scene. Mm-hmm. Where is your mind now after getting to think about it uh, more and, and speculating? I, I mean, yeah, they do talk about that final shot. Oh, that's what the, the Kevin Smith interview. I really kind of forgot about that. Um, <laughs> so I want there to be some sort of poetry. I don't necessarily think it's twin sons and Tatooine, but it might. Yeah, it might be. It could be twin sons and Octo. It could be. Twin Sons and Bespin, I don't know. Twin Sons moved over there. Um, I think for it to me, me be mind-blowing, it needs to be very familiar and, and not tug on nostalgia heartstrings, but tug on the story's heart and pull it down in front of you yeah. and say, this is why you came here and this is why you fell in love with this. Yeah. As far as what it could be, I don't know. Gosh, I don't know. That that could be the Force Ghost Party. But the Force Ghost Party wouldn't blow my mind at that point. Yeah, and it's not... Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I think this is definitely going to be one of those. We see the movie and then we'll understand. Like, yeah, we've heard final shot is mind blowing. We've heard final scene is mind blowing. We've heard final set is mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. There, there's a little bit of ambiguity there, but I, but I agree with you. I think this is one that is we can make lots of guesses, but mm-hmm. hopefully this story will organically move toward like you you couldn't have 
guessed the, that a kid with a broom mm-hmm. would be a, an emotionally right. resonant ending until you knew the story was, can Luke Skywalker allow himself to be a myth and, yeah. and, and spread hope throughout the galaxy? Yeah. Uh, so I think knowing what, what the thesis statement of this movie is is what will give power to the ending. That said, I'm I this is a long shot thing, but I'm interested in the idea of some sort of statue or iconography of mm. heroes we've known. Yeah, okay. In kind of putting them giving them honor, but putting them in their place, which is right. the past, and it's time to move forward. Mm. There's something that's powerful about that to me. Definitely the the, the sunset is hard to miss. Mm. Um the twin sunsets. And it, we talk about it sometimes on, on Force Center, but I don't think we sometimes emphasize it as much as other parts of the fandom do of how much this story has been about family. Yeah. Like Carrie Fisher, whenever she talks about it, it's like, it's about family. family. Yeah. Um, so I, I wonder about that. I wonder, mm. is there any possibility yeah. of a Ben Demption and it's Ray and Gylo? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Staring, staring at, doing, at the twin sunsets. Just married. Just honeymoon, <laughs> honeymoon on a, yeah. Honeymoon on Octu. Mm-hmm. That is the strange prediction. But man, I can't wait to see. Final question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to walk away from this mm-hmm. feeling the movie mm-hmm. was about in a real broad sense? I don't, I, you know, I don't mean like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, it, what it's about, about it really, uh, this the whole search. The whole seven and eight have been about the search for identity, and I think I think getting that answer, discovering it, and knowing that's not the end of the journey. I'm really big on that this time around. You, I think you are too. Yeah. Just like knowing the reality of the this story potentially could go on in real life, real filmmaking business talk or story wise, but just that it's more realistic. To yep, we won. We get you found out who you are. You're the hero, but the story goes on and. I want some of that, but just to find out to find out who you are to answer those questions. Yeah, that all of them we're searching for. Yeah, identity found. Identity found, and then just a big smile and tears. Yeah, I think yeah, identity found and ready for the next adventure. Yeah, and maybe yes. that's why the sunsets pull at us all because the sunsets are ready for the next adventure, mm-hmm. and that harkens back to not only the deep themes of Star Wars, but what is fun about it. Yes. Of where are we going to go next? What are we going to see that we've never mm-hmm. imagined before? And, and can we rise to the challenge? Right. Yeah. Oh, yep. Very well, excited. By the time uh, you all listen to this and digest, you'll be getting ready to, to shuffle off. Uh, maybe you're camping overnight on a, on a sidewalk, or maybe you're fortunate enough to go to a screening, or, or maybe you got tickets later in the weekend. We appreciate you listening. And, uh, you know, if Joseph and I got anything right, We'll take it, but we're not here to make correct predictions. We're here to feel out what we want from yeah. this movie. Joseph, I think we're almost there. I think we're ready. I think the road so to ready. the Rise of Skywalker <laughs> got us ready. We have traveled down the road. Uh, I think the final thing I want to say for yeah. our main topic is because we started also our Speculate Responsibly journey Yeah, right after Last Jedi. True. I think I want to say out loud to myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if other people get value from it, that's wonderful to take the lessons of Star Wars that I hold dear and apply them to myself while viewing Star Wars, which is I got a lot of things that I would like to see. I got a lot of cool what ifs. I got a lot of cool desires. But I want to sit down and I want to imagine Obi-Wan, Yoda, Luke, everybody whispering to me, breathe, just breathe, let go. And I want to just watch the story, whatever it is, play out in front of me 
and uh, and look forward to the twin sunsets of the uh, Star Wars community. Yes, where we get to discuss the mm-hmm. adventure that we went on, yeah. and you know the movie is the movie, and then what we make of it as fans, what we build out of it as a community. Yeah is another adventure and I just want to receive the story that's being told and look forward to sharing it with everyone in the community. Oh man. Well said, sir. Thank you. Well said. T-shirts are available <laughs> on Public. All of that, as is Joseph's Crawl. It's on a T-shirt now. Uh, we are going to hear from you all now. Audience questions. We love doing this. We're going to Twitter. Colin Sandberg writes, Luke looked awful clean on Cloud City after spending days, weeks on Dagobah. How and when did he clean up? Did he, uh, Do you think he still smelled swampy when he uh, showed up to save his friends? So by strange coincidence, uh, uh, you know, great minds think alike, Colin. I, I'm watching Return of the Jedi for uh, 200th time. I don't know. Uh, watching it on, on Disney Plus, getting ready to come over to uh, Joseph's studio here. And uh, I just looked at Han's pants on Endor, and I'm like, <laughs> those pants look dirty. He's been a carbonite. He's been a, on Tatooine. <laughs> Did he stop and wash his clothes at any point? I know we don't deal with those realities in Star Wars a lot. We, we saw him take a shower with Chewie. So we know the facilities exist on oh, Falcon. Oh, yeah. Imagine he did that. Um, so going to this, hey, look, also Leia goes in a trash compactor, comes out with a clean white dress. I guess... I think that the fabric in space is just mm. self-cleaning. Absolutely. Self-cleaning fabric. I yep. think so. That's right. Because, I mean, we do see those Bespin fatigues, and they have mm-hmm. some muddy spots right on the buttock. Yep. Uh, when Luke fails to lift the X-Wing. And then mm-hmm. much better in Bespin. Yep. I, uh, to Colin's question in particular, I think that the X-Wings don't have showers, but I think they have some like kind of inefficient misting yes. function. Mm. And I think... A lot of pilots come out of the the cockpit, yep. and they got that like perfume is the first level smell, yes, yes. but there's something else lurking underneath. Can I get a new car? Um, <laughs> well, you know, similar to look uh, in um, in Japan, and when you watch like a, a barber work, they pull out like a little bottle, and then they put it in your hair, and then they scrub your hair, and it becomes shampoo, and it's totally different than our shampoo, and it's like waterless <laughs> shampoo. <laughs> So I think they got that in the, in the comment. Okay, they yep. got waterless shampoo. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, Derek Norris writes, Hey, do you think the security footage of Anakin and Vader killing younglings at the temple was archived? Here we go. We started touching upon this earlier. Derek asks, uh, has Kylo seen this? Wondering what we, he knows of Vader's journey to the dark side, and even more so, how much does Kylo know about Palpatine Sidious? This is a great question. This is mm-hmm. a big question. Jokes aside about security footage and everything, does Luke tell him? Now, Luke... Or excuse me, Kylo doesn't learn, Ben doesn't learn until, what, six years before Force Awakens? That's when Leia writes the letter. Yeah, that Vader was his grandfather, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, part of his freakout. Yeah. You guys didn't even tell me this, what's going on, my parents are apt. That's part of his freakout. Um, it, 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 does, does Luke at that point, it's fair to ask, sit down, Ben, I know you're feeling it, let me tell you the story. Yeah. And then does he refuse to believe it, all those kind of things. Big stuff, Joseph. Yeah, what I would love to be true. What I think makes sense is for Luke to sit down and tell Ben mm. the whole truth from Luke's perspective. Yeah. Which to me just has this great juicy, you can see Ben with right. various dark side influences whispering at him, his own mm-hmm. conflicted soul uh, uh, about his family, about being lied to rejecting some of those truths and saying, you know, my uncle 100%. is so obsessed with the light side. He's selling me this bill of goods that, mm. Anakin came back and no, I think my, uh, that was a moment of weakness if it even really happened that way. Mm -hmm. But I think that he knows a ton about Sidious uh, Palpatine and Anakin's history from Luke's point of view. 
but I bet he doesn't trust it. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good idea. Does not trust him. Patreon we go. Mac writes, hey, getting ready for the Rise of Skywalker. What is your favorite line of dialogue so far in the sequel trilogy? Aside from Chewie, we're home. Even though it's very short and simple, I absolutely love Kylo in the woods saying, we're not done yet. Well, that is good. Mm-hmm. Just the atmosphere, the emotion of what just happened, and especially driver's delivery. Gets me every time. P.S. This Patreon is awesome. Well, you're awesome, Mac, for supporting. Dialogue in... We'll take Rogue One and Solo and toss them out of this comp- yeah, yeah. competition. Yeah, Se- right? sequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. So you can't uh, you go with era. what is she proposing? Yeah, sequel trilogy. Um, what do you have? What do you have come to mind? I'm this trying is to, trying this, to think. this is so hard. So I just went with uh, my gut. Uh, one of them's just a, a a little thing from uh, Force Awakens that I appreciated on this viewing when Poe uh, mm-hmm. and everybody rejoins one another on Dakar and he sees uh, Finn. He says, "Oh no!" It's this very, it's this very earthly. Like, "Oh no, it's my buddy." Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that delivery. Uh, they hate that ship. Mm. I just love that line. It's a mm-hmm. funny line because, from Finn's perspective, it's like, "Yeah, they will not stop shooting at that ship." But it also just kind of rises uh, the excitement of the meaning of the Falcon. Yeah, is this pain in the ass uh, the, to evil? Um, but I, I, I think the, the single biggest one is Luke's line in The Last Jedi. The rebellion is reborn today. The war yeah. is just beginning, and I will not be The Last Jedi. To me, that is that is the heart of The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and it, it makes me uh, either weepy or fist-pumping or both every time. Yeah, that's a great that's a great one. Uh, you know, a little line, I, I do love uh, That's Not How the Force Work gets me every time. So good. It's also a, way, a weighty moment. Uh, I, I do think uh, going to Yoda, going to the, the failure uh, speech there, uh, you know, we're the ones that, uh, you know, I always paraphrase, I'm bad at Yoda speak, but uh, we're the ones that they, they grow past. Yeah. That got me. It got me. And it, and it got me in a good way, just as, as, a, as a part of that film's emotional core as well. So I'll go with that one there, Mac. Yeah, um, we are what they grow beyond. Thank you, thank you. This is why I, lo- I don't do trivia questions <laughs> contests anymore. Laura Martin, in honor of the upcoming 200th episode, what fictional Star Wars podcast would you happily listen to for 200 episodes? I'd love to hear Luke do a podcast detailing any Jedi lore he discovered. That's great. That's mm-hmm. a great one. That's one of yeah, those I would like, love that. really scripted podcasts. My favorite lore, something like that. <laughs> that's they're they're off the cuff, but you know what I mean. Um, all right, that's a great idea. What do you have? Yeah, uh, well, the the Calrissian Chronicles would be oh, good. Oh yeah, but that would be. I think that would be a little bit more of a of a monologue, and I think it would it would get to have have mm-hmm. some level of repetition. Uh, so I'm going to go uh, with a podcast called Buddies with Poe Dameron. Nah. <laughs> it's a free-flowing interview program where Poe Dameron mm-hmm. interviews people he likes. And that's really a lot of people. That's a good one. And I think Poe Dameron would not only be charming himself, I think he'd be a very giving interviewer. Yeah, he would. Who would want to hear more from his buddies. you get a lot of, like, oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, oh tell me more. buddy. Buddy. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. I, I, you'd need a translator. <laughs> and, and they better not steal the name Happy Beeps that belongs to Jennifer Landa. <laughs> uh, I would want BB, uh, no, excuse me, R2-D2. And oh. uh, BB-8 could guest on it, but I want this to be R2's show. Because hearing him talk seriously with BB-8 in the Poe Dameron comic about the wars. But also, again, watching Return of the Jedi, it's so funny. Sometimes you just, like, you just focus on things, even though you've seen the movie a thousand times. Um, I just love, on, on Jabba Sail Barge, 
when three people bumps into him, oh, I'm so sorry. What are you doing? Beep, beep, beep. I can see you're serving drinks. Just the attitude behind R2 to be like, <laughs> I'm serving drinks, a-hole. I think him telling tales out of school on a podcast yep. would be great. I love the idea that the one Star Wars podcast that would for sure have to be marked explicit mm-hmm. is R2-D2's. Right? <laughs> right? And then I said, boop, to your little island. Uh, you know, there's birds around it, everything. Laura, Mac, Derek, Colin, thank you so much for your questions. If you have a question for us, have a, a last-minute prediction, you want to get down on the public record in case you're right, you can uh, you can reach out to us on for, on Twitter, Four Center Pod. Use the hashtag Four Center. Like our Facebook page. We're on uh, YouTube, Instagram, website, fourcenterpod.podomatic.net. Uh, we are on a lot of places, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and, of course, Anchor is our home right now, and patreon.com slash Center. If you want to support us, like Max said, the Patreon is awesome. Gets you to that Discord server where some of the conversations with Mark and Tim and, and Chad and so many other people, it's, it's really, uh, Lauren, a lot of great people over in that Discord having great Great chats. Um, uh, Alex Marion, uh, Red Xavier's got some great stuff. Uh, you guys are killing it over there. So join Patreon to do that. And then uh, we joke, Joseph, but we do have some merch. We do. We have some merch at tpublic.com slash user slash center. We got our Speculate Responsibly shirt, I Heart Murder Bears. You can say hello there to people like Obi-Wan Kenobi, all sorts of great stuff. If you get that and you uh, want to share in this great season of Star Wars, please uh, tweet some pictures and we love sharing them on our social media and it is fun to just see uh, the t-shirts and other merch out in the wild. So again, that's tpublic.com slash user slash center. Uh, and also it's it's been a busy time, but we are hoping to have uh, some more new adventures on Patreon coming soon in the new year. Mm, absolutely. Uh, we got our own things going on. Uh, you can follow me at Ken Napsock, uh, appearing in a live show December 22nd at Flappers with uh, a lot of people. Uh, get List's still growing, so keep your <laughs> night free, Joseph, uh, with the Black Series Rebels guys over at uh, Flappers. My website has information on that. Uh, and uh, you, sir, are always doing some things, but uh, the holidays uh, keeping you extra busy. Yeah, yeah, trying to stay busy. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. is at Joseph Scrimshaw. To find out what I'm up to, you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com, and go to the live shows page for info on uh, live shows. I've got one on New Year's Eve in Burbank that's always a terribly fun time. I love New Year's. It's a holiday where you just you wear silly hats and you scream at time. What could be more fun than that? So info on all my stuff is on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. All right. As you're listening to this, I'll, we'll just go some real world. Joseph and I are in a theater watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, fortunate enough, it uh, worked out. We, we did get the press screenings this year, so... Wow, I can't believe we're this close. And while you're listening to us and we're taking it all in, we're going to come back a little bit later, do the review later in the week so we can take the time. We're going to see the movie a couple times. So look forward to that. You can go get the quick reaction reviews everywhere. But Joseph and I, and hopefully Jennifer, working on that, uh, are going to really take in this movie and share our thoughts about it with all of you. So go see the movie. Get ready. We have made it. The saga is coming to a close. We'll see you next time here on Four Center.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.